What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up Shit Podcast, episode 113. Getting up there. God, so many, so many numbers, so many podcasts. Uh, this one uh, is, this is one of the, the, I mean, it's like top three all time in the seven years I've been doing this. I had like, it was like a roller coaster emotionally, but it was one of the, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Um, hey, real quick, if you can and you're willing to support us uh, in whatever way you can, we always really appreciate it. With the best ways to do that, go to patreon.com slash podcast, pick a tier that's right for you and support us if you can. We would really appreciate you. Lots of really cool benefits there. Go check them out. Also, don't give up the ship apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of cool shower shoes, little like uh, drawstring bags, all kinds of cool stuff, a bunch of really cool custom stickers, and then the challenge coins and, and don't give up the ship podcast apparel is there as well. So please, if you can and you're willing to support us, go to those two places uh, and find whatever way works best for you. It's dgutsapparel.com and patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Thank you. Dan is one of the founders of a nonprofit that targets just military mental health support in, in a lot of different ways and with a lot of different mechanisms. Uh, he is an army combat veteran. We get into a lot of topics that if you're if you're in a in a rough place and or are a combat veteran, um, just be warned that w- we get into some areas that could could be um, could be upsetting. Um, it's I think it's valuable to have these conversations, but at the same time, I just want you to be aware going in that this this one's a a bit of an emotional roller coaster in a lot of ways. I had a I had a a rough night in the best possible way uh, when I was done recording this where, uh, I mean, Dan and I had a, a really great conversation uh, and shared a lot of things and got pretty vulnerable on a lot of our stories and the things we struggled with, but also just it, like when I got done, I was I was talking to my wife about it and I got pretty emotional, but like I was really happy at the same time. It's, it's hard to explain, um, but just I, I wanted to let everybody know going in that um, could be upsetting if you're in a vulnerable place but at the same time i think there's a lot of really amazing uh things shared that can do a lot of good as well and that's why i'm publishing it so uh and i'm also a really really big believer in the mission of project refit if you are interested at all which i highly recommend checking it out uh so like links are in the show notes and everything i'm probably going to add a resource to to get to his stuff through our website as well but projectrefit.us, right? It's not a .com, it's projectrefit, one word, .us. Um, incredible resources, highly recommend going to check them out, and I hope you enjoy this. Check it out. Cool, yeah, so like I said, man, just we'll start with your bio, so just uh, as, as much detail as you want to provide, you don't got to write me a book, but just give me some background on uh, your life, your service, and kind of how you arrived where your feet are planted uh, right now. And then we'll For sure. Back. Absolutely. All right. So, um, well, I mean, I, I enlisted in the Army. I was infantry. Uh, I enlisted in t- May yeah. of 2013 to the, uh, the end of 2017. Um, I was 23 okay. when I enlisted. So I had done high school, obviously, uh, graduated, and then mm. um, I was taking a year off. Uh, that was the, that was yeah. the, that was the initial <laughs> plan, and then some family stuff yeah. happened in in, uh, in between mm. eighteen and twenty three, and 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 uh, 
I guess it hit its point and I, I was looking for <clears throat> motivation, drive, uh, somewhere to so I, I knew yeah. I hadn't done anything. You know what I mean? There was nothing, there was no accomplishments right, right. in my mind. Um, and it was kind of like a, a stab, a stab at the parents, if you will. Like, you know what, I'm going to do this instead. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. I did infantry. Um, and mm-hmm. then t- uh, two months after basic, after AIT, I get to Fort Bliss and then or I go to Afghanistan. Uh, I was there 13 to 14, okay. uh, did nine months there, uh, combat, um, whole nine yards, CIB, Purple Heart. Yep. Um, and then uh, came home from that deployment. President Obama declared that war was over. So my unit was made specifically for that war. So we got disbanded for yeah. the rest of Fort Bliss. So I went to oh, 177. Okay. So that was 25. I was with 25. Um, mm-hmm. They were a heavy weapons company. I was with, uh, or the IPT, I was with um, 177 Armored. So we were Bradleys, whole different world to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I was polar opposite of what I was used to. Yeah. Um, Dude, everything you're saying is a whole, I've, I was stationed on an army base for a while at Fort Lee as an instructor, but like yeah, the, everything you're saying is a whole different world. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the best leadership of my entire life, like even like pre- but the best leadership of my entire life was that was two five that first Ooh. that first unit the first deployment uh, we lost okay. our sergeant major there and he was he was the Damn. the father figure to us all um, and then the second unit yeah. uh, I had uh, my first line leadership phenomenal obviously like phenomenal Ooh. men like you know what I mean great leaders but it was the higher ups who were right. just the the most. And I say this genuinely, diabolical humans I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> um, uh, just to manipulate yeah. a, another person's situation the way they did, they did just blows my mind. And we'll, yeah. we'll, I'll touch on that. Don't worry. I'm not. I okay, been, good. I'm interested. Now, you know That's I mean? kind of my lane. <laughs> um, so then I went, I went to, I, I, I came back from Afghanistan, um, 9-11 actually, of 2014. Um IPT to 177, they said, hey, in four months, so I had my dwell time, my nine months dwell time. They said, hey, in four months, we're going to Africa. Do you want to come? I said, hey, sure, let's go. So I went with them, did seven okay. and a half months there, no combat there, a um, lot of training, a lot of yeah. preparation for combat, but it, we got called for Sudan. We were in charge mm. of uh, 13 different countries in Africa. Um, if anything okay. like Benghazi was happening in any of those yeah, 13 yeah. countries, we, within 24 hours, we were East African response force. We were just ready to, to, to go and yeah. liberate. Um, so we got called up for Sudan four times, three or four times. I don't remember. It was a low number. Um, mm. Never, the bird never took off. You know what I mean? Like it always got canceled before, we yeah, yeah. which is good. You know, it's, it's that's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not trust that leadership. So during <laughs> that deployment, I kind of noticed, um, things weren't where they where they were i had family things clashing mm. just with i guess what was already happening yeah. what i was repressing really um everything came to a head and and i uh after that deployment i i started going to to therapy and um mm. and yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much the start of it that was the the beginning at least the fun yeah of it. <laughs> so let's just yeah let's i, I want to go right into the um into the like project refit origin story. Cause I feel like it kind of, it'll, that's the rest of yeah. it basically to get you to this moment. But like, uh, and we can do it now or we can loop back later, but like, I'm super interested in, you touched on the leadership yeah. stuff and I'm like, I can, you, like, I want to jump into the leadership stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Let's so do it. So my first, 
All right. Actually, you know what? The, let's do let's do the the story first because it's, yeah. It's right okay. Cool. Sure. I, <laughs> that makes. I was like, I don't want to forget yeah. to do the Project Refund origin story, so I feel like yeah, we'll do that, and then I won't forget about the leadership yeah, stuff. Right. So yeah, let's do yeah. like how how do you go how do you get from uh, accessing like mental health resources because you per- needed them personally to doing what you're doing now, which is like a mental health driven yeah. nonprofit yeah. organization so, to help out veterans. So that and, really took and, like, yeah. it was really what happened to me is really what kind of shook it mm. all into it. it okay. it's, it's the experience of it, the exposure. So I was in Afghanistan. Like I said, right. we, um, we weren't, we were, we were fob security. So if IDF comes, we deal with it. Then other than that, we're not really going outside of the base. Well, my, um, okay. my command Sergeant major, which is our E10, he, uh, yep. he, um, so he was he was Marine for six years and then switched to Army and he was Army for 22. He was a Ranger the majority of the time. Okay. He was um, I'm fairly certain he was uh, a sergeant major in the 75th um, mm. and uh, just a larger than life individual. Um, that just- and that's to be clear, like there's a difference between uh, having a Ranger tab and being 75th Ranger. Yes, regiment, there's a, right? like, a vast I, difference. Yes. <laughs> very very different okay that's because that's just like a ranger school is just like a school people go to and, and not, it's hard diminish, obviously not but to like, diminish that like, yeah, yeah yeah no not at all i'm just saying like but like 75th ranger regiment is like special forces proper yeah. right yeah like you're you're at a high tempo yeah. like the whole time you're, where like yeah. you could go okay. to ranger school and then just go with a line unit and just be at their tempo mm. and a line unit's tempo is okay. not often the tempo of like the 75th or or, yeah. or the elite yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> Um, okay. So the, I don't know if you remember the Jessica Lynch, uh, situation, she got captured. Yep. So he actually led that. Yeah. He was, he was the head of that and, and, and led that mission. Um, he brought her to the bird, okay. the recovery bird. A couple of the dudes went down. He, he helped recover them. Uh, just a larger than life individual, yeah. like truly. Yeah. Just like the ca- character in a movie, like kind of like guy, a, like, holy sh- but in real I'm life, surprised like, there isn't yeah. a movie yet. Um, yeah, but I think yeah. what's more important is he never lost his humility. He never lost. Um, That's the. Best. It is. I, I, it is. Yeah. Keep. Sorry. You're I'm good, gonna you're try good, to you're, jump. You're, Dude, I'm just like I don't want. I hate running over people, and my listeners like to like to chin check me when I do it. But like, it's. It's I think because he's that larger than life figure. It, that's like how very likely how he maintained that humility because almost all the leaders that I run into that that are just ego run amok and like self-serving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's all about mm-hmm. them types never did anything like that right. like never did anything real it's all just been the self-serving journey to how do i get the next promotion and position so that i can have the prestige of the office in the parking spot and i'm the command master chief of whatever and right it may like they want to like they want to play one on tv but not like not do actual like work yeah. um yeah, so like I bet you that would played a huge role in his ability to do that, which probably because of the small population of humans that do that kind of stuff, which it's it's I, I would like to think it's higher in in the like in Army Marine Corps where there's a lot more exposure to <laughs> the type of adversity that would that would um, kind of force somebody to to re, like recognize that uh, like the need for that humility and the reason for it and why like why it's so important. Because of what, like, the main mission is, it's, like, so many more people get exposed to, like, the stresses of combat and even just the stresses of, like, really, really hard stuff that's not necessarily getting shot at. So it's, like, 
But then like you go down the rabbit hole of like, like, so in this, within the submarine force, like we're a small community, but we all do really hard things all the time collectively, mm-hmm. but it's like not, things aren't exploding. Like it's not always life and death. So it's like, it is, but it isn't. It's like this passive it's slow different. bleed it's of different. like, the ocean could decide to enter the people tank whenever it wants. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you will never. Yeah. Marines. I would go back to Afghanistan. Yeah. But you. Yeah. Could not. Ah, uh, that's funny. So, I'm. Yeah, he couldn't drag you kicking and screaming onto a submarine, huh? Chance, <laughs> no. Not interested. Yeah, but yeah, I bet you that's how he stayed that way. Yeah, no, I mean, awesome. I th- he, it's I'm, it's. I think he also just like. He loved what he did, and and because he did that, he was confident mm. in himself. And if he's confident in yeah. himself, him he taught us nonstop. So that's a thing. Like for people yeah. who don't know, the command sergeant major that's like the CEO. He's he's delegating. He said they're they're mm. sitting back. And Top of they're not. Yeah. He was on missions. Ever, so so like we had one maintenance day. Six other days we're we're doing missions. You know what I mean? Four platoons. Mm. So he was out with one. They'd come back. He went out with the next, mm. and it was just nonstop. Wow. Nonstop. Wow. He would. I'm surprised they let him do that. Like the CO yeah, and everybody. Well, that's, like, that's the thing. Like you, he, he had so much revere behind him and so much. Experience. Yeah. They like could have said no, like, but they like, wouldn't say no. Yeah. You're not supposed to have your CIB or airborne or anything. None of the patches. You're not supposed yeah. to have any. He did. Who's going to take yeah. him <laughs> Who's going to tell him no? In yeah. The, in the BC, Colonel Brady, they worked amazing. So Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Major yeah. Barreras was the um, so my, my command sergeant major, and then the uh, the, the battalion yeah. commander was uh, Colonel Brady. Two phenomenal mm-hmm. men. They never, they never let the power get toxic in their minds. They never let themselves mm-hmm. just get overwhelmed with "I can do this, so I'm going to." I have to go yeah. through the suck, so you do. They made it a point where mm-hmm. if I have to go through the suck, I'm going to try and make sure as many of you don't go through the suck with me. But I'm still going right. to be able to teach you all the stuff along the way. So they fought yeah, for us um, yep. to go out on missions outside of the base. They were not content with us being FOB mm-hmm. security. We, yeah. we inevitably got approved to start doing screen lines. So night missions, we would go sit outside of a ba- uh, um, uh, Afghan compound for like 600 meters away for, for like six, seven, eight hours, right? Just check if the Taliban's right. patrolling the villages just like we patrol them during the day. So we, uh, yeah. the first time I got in a firefight, so that's, that's what this is. The first time I got in a firefight, about yeah. a month and a half into the deployment, um, I was a dismount. So I had an M4, I was just a yep. regular dismount. Um, so we were on our way to a screen line and our CO called up and said, yeah, we have five identity, five identified individuals, um, weapons, everything like engage on contact. This is a no mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah, it went yeah. from never experiencing any enemy whatsoever to, Hey, we have five right. people you need to go take out this very second right now. So we, right. um, we were in Matt V's. Uh, so we had the, um, What's that? uh, it's like, a, um, you know what a cougar is? Uh, not the cougar you're talking <laughs> about. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like it's it's I mean crudely this is not a good representation but it's like a Humvee yeah, yeah. it's like a Humvee on steroids a little bit it's armored okay. it has okay. a V hole it's it's durable um, okay, V hole one at least so we have five of those uh, we were a heavy weapons company like I said so we mm. had four uh, so we had a Mark 19 uh, that was the middle vehicle LT was in that vehicle we had two two forties and two fifty cals one of each was uh, on mm. a crow so one two forty on a crow one fifty cal on a crow. 
Mm-hmm. It's the crow is, you know what I mean? That's the, the joystick computer you know, on top. Like, oh, that's even fancier. I thought it was just a turret, like a hole in the top kind of thing. No. So that's, so, so we had, the, cool. so we had two dismounted 240 gunners regularly. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, in our five right. vehicles, the, the, on the tops, there were two automated turrets that you, you have a computer oh, wow. on one of the dismounted. That's sick. Yeah, it's, it's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, and, that's um, cool. So we uh, we had IR lights on our vehicles, so we turned all of our lights off mm. so they can't see anything. Mm. So every, right. I want to say every like 20, 25 meters, there was a, a hump, an irrigation hump in these fields. So mm. poof, poof, that's what that's what we kept doing. Yeah. So you can see, because there's a, a computer screen for the driver, right in front of the driver. It's called a DVE screen. Mm. That's what they use to see the, the uh, IR lights. It's it's perfect. Like you can see mm. perfectly. You can see the Taliban yeah. turning around, looking like trying to see where we're at. But because it's mm. nighttime and there wasn't enough uh, illumination, they couldn't. Yeah. So they just started opening fire. So they shot a, a RPG seven at our at my vehicle. So I was in the lead vehicle. I was the back right seat. Mm. Um. So RPG seven. If that hits the map, it's going. It's we're dead. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah. our everybody obviously that was our initiator. We they all started unloading. So my gunner was a. Mm. Uh, it was a 240, but it wasn't the crow. It was an actual, like, um, uh, one of the guys a guy up, there, up the, there. Yeah. So as soon as the firefight started, the 240 jammed. Round, round bent right yeah. in it immediately. It was done. So I had to give him my M4. So I had, like, I had, I think I carried, like, 10 mags on me at the time. So I gave him my M4 and, and like, yeah. three or four magazines. Um, yeah. So he did his shit. He, uh, the, the other, the other gunners mm-hmm. did all their stuff. Um and then they called for the dismounts to dismount from the vehicles. Now, from what I'm told, mm-hmm. at this point in my deployment, um, nobody had done this, what we're assaulted through for at least like five mm-hmm. years in that area that we were at. So okay. the Taliban had just overrun the area, but no, nobody had actually done like battle right. drill alpha, one alpha, you know what I mean? The assaulting through. Um, yeah. So, So I have to take, so I don't have my gun. My, my gunner has my gun. Yeah. So I have to talk to the, the driver, which was notoriously a bad soldier, did not clean his weapon. Oh, he was, so like the way we knew somebody was a good soldier or not was you, you did various jobs. I was a driver. I was dismount. I was mm. AG. I was a gunner. I did everything. Yeah. He only drove. That's just what he did the entire mm. deployment. They didn't trust him on a mission other than yeah. driving. Um, so I had to take his gun. So I already knew it was going to be a hairy situation. So we dismount. It's nighttime. So we have our nods on. Um, so we, yeah. they had been for the most part eliminated. Um, but one of them still had his AK and I could, I could see him. Um, Ooh. so I was now, now you got to think I'm four and a half months into the army at this point. Like I'm, I don't know yeah. anything. Like Jesus. I'm, so I, luckily yeah. my squad leader was lined up right next to me. So I turned to him and I said, do yeah. I sh- do I shoot? Like, is it? Yes, shoot. Is like, yes, it is. So, Absolutely. So, they were, they were, like, they were, emph- when we got there, they were emphasizing like uh, uh, ROE and, and, and not. not okay. So, so, like, yeah, in my mind, it was like, yeah. he's on the ground. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm not, if I, if I was four and a half months in, I probably would have done the same yeah, thing. Now, yeah, yeah, like, in my mind, now, it, I'm like, yeah, like I'm not asking a question. I'll ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. So I get four shots out. They hit the dude, and then the gun jams, mm-hmm. and it won't fire anymore. Of course. So luckily, that was yeah. the end of the firefight. He was the last dude. He dropped. Yeah. 
No more AK. I would have, I would have took that gun back to homeboy and taught him a lesson we with had the rifle. Some but dude, we had like, some good lord, we had some <laughs> he, he humiliated himself on his own. I didn't. It was mm-hmm. he just did it on his own. That was yeah, the first. Yeah. That was the first firefight. So that took a a chip of my innocence away, and I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. I, it, this is not something I thought at the right. time. Yeah, it's not something I feel like you recognize, right. even though I've never I mean, been in moment, that I'm particular doing scenario. I'm yeah. just getting things done. Mm-hmm. So I think the big thing that contributed to Project Grief being founded, in all honesty, was uh, my first IED. So I was, mm-hmm. uh, we were, dri- I was driving the vehicle. I was the second vehicle in formation. Um, so the Mat Vs, the big old up armored Humvees, essentially, they mm-hmm. have a, it's called a combat lock yeah. on every door. So there's four doors. So it's okay. a big metal lever. It's about a, a foot foot long, mm. about an inch thick, right? If I pull that, okay. nothing from the outside can get in. I'm good. Okay. For whatever reason, I didn't combat lock my door, and the interpreter who sits mm. behind me, who sat behind me, did not combat lock his door. Whatever the reason was. Okay. Um, complacency. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. Whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Um, so it didn't happen. Got it. We were on our way back from a KLE. So we were talking to uh, one of the Afghan leaders, just talking to him, building relations. We can help you here, there, that mm. kind of stuff. What do you need? Yeah. Um, so we were on our way back. Um, it was raining. Um, and when they dig IEDs, for those who don't know, um, when you dig the, the bomb and plant it and then put the dirt on top, mm. the dirt on top is never as dense as the dirt around it. So when it rains, it just naturally right. creates a puddle. You can't think every puddle is an IED, and there was like 15 puddles, right? Right. The lead right. vehicle is about 7,500 7, meters ahead of me. Um, so I'm in the lieutenant, my lieutenant's vehicle. So this is the Mark 9, my, the Mark 19 truck. So okay. he, um, I have a habit of looking at people when I talk to them. It's just, you know what I mean? That's just, yeah. That's, yeah. It's just yeah, what yeah. it is. Right. Wrong place, wrong time for it. So I turned Ooh. to my lieutenant to talk about how we were, we were literally talking about how we were the only platoon that far into the deployment who had not gotten blown up by an IED yet. Ah. You know? <laughs> you know? Oh, Jesus. That's, doesn't that happen like every time? Because it's not like you've ne- you probably have never had that conversation before, but right before some bad shit happens. Right. You're right. like, you're like <laughs> Man, we haven't had a fire on board in a while. And then you hear the alarm go out. You're like, come on, man. Like, and then you got to slap somebody. Don't ever say that out loud again. (laughs) Um, So when I was talking to him about that, I turned back to the road and my lead vehicle had already made its turn onto the main road. So the issue with that is we were driving in a wadi. So that is um, a river without the water. So it's just the riverbed. You know what I mean? It's Mm. gravel. It's big dirt walls on either side of you. So our walls were probably mm. like 30 feet high, 30, 40 feet high. Yeah. Um, so it was a steep incline to go up. So yeah, I, yeah. I didn't see where my vehicle, my lead vehicle made their turn. I didn't see their direct tire mm. marks. I saw the dozens of yeah. other tire marks from the local vehicles that are used. So yeah. I had to guess which tire which marks. Way and I guessed went. wrong. Yeah. So I drove and I, I drove over a 200 pound IED. So I... I if you don't know what that looks like, YouTube 200 pound IED. It's not my video, but it is okay. obviously it's the first video and mm-hmm. it's, it's like 36 or 46 seconds into the video and it shows the, the explosion. It's large. The, um, the Mat V is 24,000, yeah. 25,000 pounds with all the shit we had on it. It lifted it up mm-hmm. and then slammed it down. Um, so when that happened, the, the, uh, 
those vehicles use jet fuel. So like if there is a fire, it's not it's not, not as flammable. It's harder to catch on fire when it's jet fuel. Um Oh, yes. okay. Yes. Is that because it's like, isn't it like uh, higher octane or whatever the fuck? I don't, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, lines. all right. It's not more diffuse. Yeah, you know I, what I feel mean? like I should know that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's yeah, something yeah. I 100 percent should know, but I'm other things in there, so it's that that one. I'm re- I'm retired. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. I'm, I dated them as much as I can every day. So <laughs> when the when the IED went off, it hit the mm-hmm. um. The back left tire, so it ruptured the, it blew the back left tire off, and it ruptured the fuel and the oil line. So when those mixed, okay, it immediately ignited. Bad. So remember, yeah. I didn't combat lock my door, and the interpreter didn't combat lock his. Mm. So what I okay. didn't know about an ex- what about a, about an IED is there is an implosion and then an explosion. I never knew that. Okay. I also didn't know that the implosion yeah. is usually what kills people. It it destroys your yeah. organs. So. Right. When the IED went off, my door and the interpreter's door, because they weren't combat locked, flew open. Mm. And all of the pressure okay. went out those door and those doors instead of staying inside of the vehicle. And killing everyone, I'm assuming. Like, so you, it's thank God you. Okay. I was, I thought the story was going somewhere yes. really unfortunate no, so, so, because the doors were locked. Not, I was like, oh no. <laughs> it, it ended up saving our lives. So the gunner, yeah, so, so our Mark yeah. 19 was okay. an actual gunner. It wasn't on a crow. Some of the platoons had it on the mm-hmm. on the crow, the 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 automated system, mm-hmm. and that's just one. Yeah. So we didn't. Um. So my gunner. So you have a harness that locked. It goes under your armpits, under your groin, and then it locks you into the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So like, right. if there's a rollover. You're not flying out of it. If there's an explosion, you're not flying mm-hmm. out of it. So this IED mm-hmm. was so strong that it ripped the harness and my, my gunner landed on the hood of the vehicle and just blacked out. Um, so when, when the blast went out of the doors, um, my mm-hmm. helmet went with the blast. Like it broke off and, and just whoop, okay. gone. So I didn't have a helmet. Yep. And then that screen, the IR screen, that the DVE screen I was talking about, it was folded up. But it's still yeah. like a good two inches of steel. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. my helmet went off and then I hit my head on that and blacked out for time. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry. Um, like a minute, maybe, maybe a minute and a half at the most. Yeah. Um, so I woke up and, uh, it's, it was like the, it was like the movies, man. It's like the, um, you know, when like the, uh, the dust is settling so slow, like you can pick it out of the mm. sky. It's like in X-Men when yeah. he's running and he's touching everything. It felt like that. Yep. 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 Um, but what surprised me the most was um my life flashed before my eyes so i didn't okay i still don't remember what the memories were but mm-hmm. so i was on fire from the waist down so that's what happened i woke up all this all this stuff happens it's okay. flying between my like my my life flashed just, just on fire from the waist <laughs> right. down <laughs> so when i come like two <laughs> like when i'm like oh okay we're alive now um yeah. My door is there's fire fully coming into it. Like that's where the lake of fire is mm. on my side. And yeah, place. like the fuel right, and oil. Right. Yeah. So I have like my like waist is and like my button legs are like pointing outside of the driver's door. So I'm I'm pulling one mm. leg in and one leg out. Like one leg's really burning and one leg isn't as like it's not as bad to be honest. Um, yeah. For for whatever that's worth. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So. I was the only one trapped in the truck, so I couldn't climb out the left because you don't know if it's an ambush. And if that is, I mean, I'm prime mm. target. Like, I'm the first one getting shot. Yeah. 
where there's one bomb, there's usually two. So am I juggling? Yeah. There's a lake of burning fire fuel. So like, right. I can't climb to the right because like I said, I had that, I had, um, uh, uh, magazine pouches on my front and they were full. Now I didn't, mm. I was in shock. I was in fight or flight. So I wasn't thinking just take your yeah. kid off and climb over the ring. Right. That's right. all I had to do. I didn't think yeah. that. Yeah. You're, yeah. You just got blown right. up, man. I so, <laughs> right. So, um, I'm freaking out. I remember screaming in like an adult man voice. I'm on fire yeah. and I can't get out. I need help. Because my lieutenant was on the side of the vehicle. Mm. Now, um, no. Um, so I was pleading for his help and I was getting nothing in return. He was focused on the vehicle yeah. burning. He was in, sh- this is something I didn't, I've never taken into yeah. consideration. And so that's, the th- that's why I, pu- I, I said, no, I was going to say something, but it's not fair. Yeah. He's, everybody he's just got blown up. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So I can't, can't right, hold right, him. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. 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 But, um, so we had a, uh, a 100 round belt of seven, six, two was one of the dismounted two forty gunners just left in the vehicle for whatever reason. So that started cooking off in the truck while I was still in there. Uh, Didn't get hit some yeah. magical way. Um, nah, yeah, I said wow. in the beginning, we were the Mark 19 vehicle. So that's the automatic grenade launcher. So we had 420 okay. or no, sorry. We had 620, 40 mic mics, um, in that truck. Yeah. Right. Like it was a walk. It was a Good grief. Yeah, like, Jesus, it's bad enough you're on fire, but, like, thing is yeah, literally a death is trap. Off, like, directly behind my mm-hmm. while I'm, like, navigating the pain of my legs. Now, something, yeah. now, I, I will give the Army credit. That that yeah. uniform was fire retardant. Like, my legs were... Uh, I, hey, do have, right. I don't, I mean, I don't have a lot of hair in my legs, but I never really did. So, I mean, who's to say yeah. whether that was from the fire or not? But, like, yeah, no, like no, all joking aside, I don't have burns from the yeah from the fire. So I did wow. get burns. It was my the exposed skin, and it turns out it was yeah, the, yeah. it was the light of the IED. How bright that was! That's what burnt my skin. So I had a, like uh, yeah, blew my. I thought it was the fire. I always I wouldn't even have thought of that. Mind. Yeah, Jeez, um, yeah, okay. So so I um at some point I re- I, I recognized like oh sh- take the kid off, take your body off, and yeah, jump yeah. out. So I take my body armor off. Yeah. I jump out. So, so remember I said that I, I remember screaming like an adult male, Hey, I'm on fire. Yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Yeah. Picture somebody burning alive, dude. Like the blood curdling yeah. screams yeah. that come from that. That's what I was truly doing. My brain, that's yeah. a trauma. My brain will never allow me to touch even like no matter how hard I try or want to, it's, it's too hurtful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's too painful for me to remember. Mm-hmm. The only reason I know that happened is because the guy who landed on the hood of the vehicle and I, had the same psychiatrist and psychologist when we went back to the States, when we went back okay. to Fort Bliss. And he said that in the would he, well, he said okay. it to her. And um, he asked, mm. she asked him if he could, if she could tell me that he said that, you know what I mean? And she had right, right. was like, absolutely. Um, because that was something mm. I, that's, that makes it tangible. That's, that's something more than what I thought it was. You know what I mean? Um, right. So, uh, so yeah, blood curling screams. That's what woke him up. So he came to like, the fire mm. was wisping over on the hood too. So I don't know. Yeah, and, okay. and being like you said, uh, uh, you're in school for psychology. I'm in school. I'm, I'm doing my bachelor's yeah. now for, for psychology. Um, so I'm learning a lot, obviously. So I don't know if this is a full memory right. or not. I don't know if this is just because memories aren't concrete. Memories are yeah, they're yeah. fluid. You, they, every, every time you remember right. something, the memory changes every time. So I don't know mm. if that's what this is, but I, from what I remember, 
I can remember the fire yeah. wisping over, like w- me blood curdling screaming after, and then him waking up. Yeah. Um, so I jumped, uh, I jumped out of the vehicle. There was a, a ditch, a berm, uh, Bravo jumped on top. So that's the guy's name actually, who's on the hood. So if you look at the the emblem okay. right here, this is project refits emblem. Mm-hmm. He's the guy standing up. So I actually, on okay. one of our missions, he, okay. he was looking down the site of the saw and it just looked badass. So I, we took the, picture. Yeah. <laughs> it looked nice. so we took the picture and we, and, yeah. and we outlined it. So he's, so, and then I'm the soldier mm-hmm. leaning down. He's I'm the soldier that. who needs help. You know okay. what I mean? So when I was in this yeah, yeah. ditch, he did not have a, um, so I had nothing. I didn't have a helmet. I didn't have yeah. It was like me being like this, right. but in Afghanistan next to a burning vehicle yeah. with 620. <laughs> I was thinking that when you, when you said you jettisoned your kid, I was and which is body armor and you lie. I'm like, damn, like it's a whole new problem set. As soon as you get out of the vehicle, if they're cut descending on the, on that vehicle, exactly. Uh, like I kind of needed that, uh, vital, vital you know, things. but you had to take it off. <laughs> you know, like, so, so Lord, on top man. of me and he yeah. had his M9. So my M4 was still stuck mm-hmm. up in the, um, in the turret. So that's done. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. where no one's touching yeah. anymore. Yeah. So he had his M9 mm-hmm. and he was scanning the top of the wadi to make sure we were not being ambushed. Now, right. I should back up a tiny bit. Right when we, right when I was coming to, um, my squad leader and mm-hmm. one of the guys, McIntyre, they were running up to the IED. So like you're, what okay. not to do that? Yeah. <laughs> but that shows their level of, uh, like, that's, that's that yeah. camaraderie. That's that brotherhood. That's that loyalty. That we, yeah, they're coming to get you like, guys, they, I'm they, assuming, they right? Like, like uh, they did not give, they did I not don't care. care. About lives. Yeah. They just did not care about what was happening to their lives. Right. It was my guys are burning and they're crying. Yeah. Dude, that's. I was, you know, I've never been in combat, obviously, but like, I just saw a clip. I'm a Jocko Willink fan. He has, you know, amazing, amazing, amazing. So I, he, I saw a clip. I haven't even listened to the podcast, um, but I saw a clip. He was interviewing, it was an older gentleman that was talking about what makes a good warrior. And in the clip, he basically just said, if you're worried about getting home, you're not going to be a good warrior. Once you can mentally detach yourself from that, like concern, then you it frees you to like be an effective warrior and do your job. And I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, how insane is that? Is it just as a concept? Like, like I just need to accept that I'm going to die. And I've heard that before. Like that's exactly a, what it is. It's, it's, it's signing your, it's yeah. signing your life away. But I think it's, I mean, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to divert a little bit. Cause this is, this is something that needs to be talked about. I think that's right. what makes look, when, when, and this is specifically for combat veterans that I'm speaking on myself. Right. So, I mean, other people may not agree mm. with this, but it's, I've heard it from other mm. people. We had a very specific purpose, very distinct mm. purpose. Yeah. Destroy the Taliban, cut, cut and dry. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. so when that is your, when that is your purpose and you fulfill your purpose, um, this is something that I, I found on, found out later on. So I, Sorry. Um, so I, um, after I, when I first started therapy and stuff, I started going numb. That's kind of mm-hmm. why I went into therapy. I was losing touch with my okay. emotions. So there's, there's, I, and mm-hmm. I believe there's some reasons behind that. So in Afghanistan, yeah. I reached the pinnacle of adrenaline rush. The, like, yeah, it doesn't and, get and, any... and of purpose too. Um, I, I, sure. yeah, I yeah. truly believe that there is nothing in this world, nothing in this world, except for actual combat that will equate to mm. what that felt like. 
that's I, not yeah, I imagine that's you're, not you're, you're, I imagine you're you right. I mean, like that's not fat. Yeah. That, that I, that I, at, I'm 32 now, but I was 23, 23. Yeah. I already reached the max yeah. of yeah. excitement I will reach in my life. Everything else is just a mm. shadow of it. You know what I mean? On the, yeah, I, on the other side of that, yeah. while I was burning alive and truly, I truly thought I was going to die. I yeah, I yeah was dead. for sure. I was, bur- I was on mm-hmm. fire. Like I was like, I'm done. This is it. I yeah. felt a level of um, serenity, whatever you want to call it, calmness. Yeah, like peace. yeah. So that was either my brain preparing me to die, uh, my brain yeah, calming I'm, me enough for me to focus on mm-hmm. what I need to do to survive. Yeah, I hit the peak level of calmness and peace and serenity too. So I hit these two extremes. You know what I mean? Dude. That's so wild. Well, then yeah. throughout therapy and before therapy, I started losing because of everything going on in my head, everything I was telling myself, everything I believed, all that stuff, everything mm. I was dreaming, seeing, everything, whether it was real or not. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Oh, damn. I squirreled. Hold on. TBIs. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, what was uh, you're not going to tell me nothing, man. I. You were talking about you were just talking about the moment uh, where like so the moment where you thought both thought you were going to die. And yes, so you yes, peaked. yes. So, yeah. yeah so, okay. so I think like so my 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 emotions, at least they felt numb. I was just mm-hmm. feeling negative emotions at such an extreme level it was blocking everything else out. But in my mind, yeah, I wasn't feeling yep. anything. So in my mind, right. I, I forgot what like average level happiness and average level sadness are. So I have these pedestals yeah. of what I expect. Ha- <laughs> I've never thought about you know what it that I mean, way. I have these That's, pedestals yeah. of what I expect happiness to be and what I expect sadness and experience to be. Yeah. Nothing is ever going to touch those pedestals. Because I'm yeah, You know I what I mean? So that that's like yeah, I've I was, had an issue uh, uh, um, processing, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I was just talking to somebody about that the other day because I think like I, I've never yeah. – for. I mean, my listeners know, like I've never been in that type of a scenario, but it was more of a slow bleed with there. there, There's some like occurrences like, I mean, I've fought some fires and submarines, which is its own thing. Like it's not I mean, 90 seconds in, you're not going to be able to see your hand in front of your face like it's Hell no. it's, it's very fire on a submarine is very, very not good. Um, so like some stuff like that. Yeah, like this so stuff like that, um, but nothing nothing too crazy um like nothing even close to reaching the the level of of your Wait, story can I, but can also I pause you really quick though so this is something we, sure this ahead, is something man. we talk about in refit there's no comparison there's just there's simply right yeah compare comparing suffering doesn't because, make any sense and comparing adversity you, doesn't like i i'm with you, you doing that fire you had a genuine mm. threat to your life like yeah, Either for sure. Yeah, and it, it, you or a fire, your life was threatened. Your brain trauma, right? We're equal, right there. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's and all I, I wanted to say. Sorry. I'm yeah, I'm not, and and I I I probably I probably do it subconsciously, but like I'm not trying to to do that at all. Like where I'm like trying to, I, I in my mind the way that I process it, because like so, and I'll I'll tell I I, I feel like I gotta provide some yeah, context too for you because you don't know, you don't know my no. story the way that my listeners do. Um, I was hoping I could avoid it just because they've heard it so. Well, many I want to hear it. So it. They can bear with. Me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and well, it's my podcast. I do podcast. I want. Um, <laughs> so, I uh, oh, what what's going on? I can hear myself now. Oh, never mind. It's gone. Um, yeah, there's, there's so been a couple. Uh, 
dips in connection. I okay, think. yeah, there was like where I it, sa- it sounded like I was coming out of your computer speakers or something, but it's it's all good. Um, so basically, what happened? It was it was a slow bleed where it, it, like I discounted any like for for those reasons, right? I discounted any of those experiences having that type of an effect on me because I wasn't getting blown up and I wasn't getting shot. Sure. So like the the idea that I had any kind of of uh like stress response or whatever to to just the normal everyday life of being a submariner in the navy it's like which it's not there's nothing normal or everyday about it but like in my mind there was like I'm like cuz I'm looking around and that's all I see that's all I that's my entire context is everybody's doing what I'm doing so like I'm not special mm-hmm the things I'm going through aren't special. Whatever. So then I started to recognize like a problem. I mean, I, I was uh, E eight on my third submarine when I started to recognize an issue that, cause I, I up until um, up until that point, I never even like we would deploy. Uh, I would have a hard time with my mood and just like not. Yeah. Like I would just get negative mm-hmm. and, and, uh, <laughs> irritable and all that kind of crap but like i just like like it's deployment it sucks like it's just i'm away from home you're on this like couple hundred foot steel tube with you know 150 of your closest friends like not there's nothing fun about it sort of like i i mean obviously there you say that while you're going through it and then when you look back you only remember all the fun stuff and like the ridiculous things that happen and your friends and all that stuff but but uh, the and, and I described it to you before we started recording. But when I started standing diving after the watch, which is like the flying the submarine underwater concept mm-hmm. I, that started to get to me. But I I I still thought about it like, well, I'm doing something heavy like everybody like thinking everybody has this type of anxiety. Like I was up the night before freaking out like I couldn't sleep. I was up the night before going through like casualty procedures and operating procedures, just making sure because I was I had this this paranoia that like a fire is going to get called away and I'm not going to take my, my casualty casualty procedure, immediate mm-hmm. actions like correctly mm-hmm. fast enough. Cause I'm not just not, not only am I doing what I do, but I'm supervising this whole team of people that are making the thing happen where we're, we're driving the submarine. And so I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to not, cause it's like the control room of a submarine is the brain center, like for the entire thing. So it's like you, it, there's so many opportunities to fuck up. Like there's so many. So I was just always concerned. And, and part of it too, was my being a cook, the career path wasn't the same. So like I didn't come up through all the subordinate watch stations in the yeah. control room. So like I didn't have the same depth and breadth of experience as everyone else. I, I jumped right into supervisory stuff. And so I just had this like imposter syndrome thing going on where I was just like, I'm never going to know enough. Like I'm Absolutely. never going to be ready enough or prepared enough. So but I thought this the whole time I thought this was normal. Like I'm like everybody that sits in this chair is going through this level of anxiety and not sleeping and all this. And it's not even a little true. Like I was having an issue. And then it all like the the way I describe it to people is like so still to this to that point. I'm like, as soon as I stop doing this thing, I'm like, oh, this will all just go yeah. away. And it's not an issue. Yeah. It's I, I'm having this anxiety and sleep issue and everything because I'm doing the heavy thing. So then I transferred from that submarine to my last shore duty uh, on that flag staff, um, which I didn't know was the last at the time. I thought I was going to go be like a command master chief and all this stuff. Um, and within, so I, it was 2019, like end of 2019, I think I went to that job. March of 2020, I got diagnosed with a, a rare form of cancer. Just I like I, at the end of my last deployment, I, I had always had like a breathing issue with my nose. Um, 
And I, when I finished deploying, I was, I, I was blowing it off. And when I finished deploying, I was like, Hey doc, I, I like, I need a referral to ENT. I got to get this fixed. Cause I, it was affecting my sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I I knew it was affecting my mm-hmm. sleep. I couldn't breathe. And then that last deployment, I tried to blow my nose and pressure backed up. And I'm like, that's not normal. <laughs> like that's supposed to go this way. And, uh, so went to the doctor thinking I'm just going to get like a, like my nose broke yeah, yeah. and realigned or whatever. Um, and she, the ENT surgeon's looking up there and she's like, yeah, you got a deviated septum. Something's grown up there. We'll take care of it all at once. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then imaging came back and she's like, actually, you're going to go to this army hospital. Cause I think you need a rhinoplastician. Like we think it's more complicated than we initially, right. you know, assumed. So I get to, I get to the army hospital, uh, same kind of thing. Like by the time I got there, they redid the imaging. Uh, and, but the dude was like looking up there like, oh, yeah, man, like it's benign growth. So we'll fix your nose. We'll pull the growth out at the same time. All good. You'll be you'll be just yeah. like you. I'm like, all right, cool. I go in for the surgery, you know, bare assed in a hospital gown, IVs in and then some army captain walks in and goes, uh, actually, we're not going to do the surgery today. We're just going to take a large t- tissue sample because it might be cancerous. I'm like, you're telling me this now? Right, <laughs> like, right. I almost jumped out of the bed and slapped yeah. him because my my soon to be wife is sitting right there, who also has issues with anxiety. And I'm like, oh, you just said that in front of her, so now I can't curate the message at all. Like, I almost choked the dude. And uh, how am I gonna try and calm and, her down now? Right. And so then, you know, we go in, they take the tissue sample. Three days later, I have cancer and I'm like, neat. So and it was like this exotic form. So they referred me to a university hospital because they didn't have the tools to to deal with it either. So then I'm at the university hospital and it turned into. So this is all happening March 2020. So like what happened in March 2020? Stupid COVID. Right. So like and this is the very beginning when it just started becoming a thing. So healthcare was freaking out about like think respiratory stuff in your nose blah 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 i had a tumor growing on my olfactory nerve which is your smell nerve coming down from your brain right and it was going up into my brain and so i uh i get to the university hospital and they're like in panic mode they're like we need to get you in surgery yesterday because they're changing the rules every day because they of covid and they didn't know what it was yet and they you know blah 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 so they, they're like, they might shut down the OR like tomorrow. We don't know. So I went from thinking I was going to get my nose fixed to having an exotic form of cancer and getting brain surgery in like two weeks. And so they rushed me into surgery, which that was the part that scared the crap out of me because they're going to put you yeah. under. And they described this this fun process of like, we're going to go through your nose to do it because that's what the imaging says will work. But we if we go up there and find something that we didn't expect we're gonna split you ear to ear pull your face down cut your forehead out relax your brain back and go down this way and i'm like say, say that again slower <laughs> and, like, and i was like freaking out that i was gonna die so that like like me and my wife were engaged at the time so like we we're panicking trying to get legally married just yeah. in case you know like all this it, madness right but um that was the part that scared me so i get on the other side of brain surgery three weeks out after surgery, I feel better than I have in my entire adult life. Like, cause I can breathe now and I can like, they fixed a lot of the stuff. So, um, the radiation part, like I had to do three weeks or not three weeks, three months of radiation. It was, uh, I think it was three months. might've been eight weeks. I can't remember like brain fog. And that's why I was laughing when you said the TBI thing, cause I got cooked from the neck up for a long period yeah, of time. So yeah. like, all this well, weird I mean, they happens. say that even with the, with the chemo and stuff, they say the, the cancer brain or the mm. chemo brain, I think it's, the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, yeah, 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 it's weird. 
it's yeah. real weird, man. And so they, the radiation part, they described to me like this three month slog of just like, so you go in and at first it's not so bad, but it's, it's a snowball effect. So like, you know, once you get halfway in about starts to get pretty gnarly yeah. burns, like all over my neck, like Damn. sores in my mouth. So I was on a liquid diet for a period of time, Damn. just all this ridiculous side effect and like bad fatigue, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in my mind, brain surgery is over, man. Like this sounds like deployment. Sign me up. I can grind my way through three months yeah. of suck. Like yeah. I've done it a bunch of times. So, uh, at, went in for the first radiation treatment, which when you go in, I mean, it's 20 minutes. There's a weird smell. You have this stupid mesh screen thing over your face to hold you down. So you don't move, but like, it's not nothing. Ha I felt the same after I left as I did when I went in, I felt yeah. fine. And, uh, so me and my, my wife went with me, we get back to the car and I just start ugly crying, yeah. dude, like sobbing yeah. uncontrollably. And I have no idea why. Cause like, in, no, like talking to the doctors at this university hospital, like they, it was like talking to a top gun pilot. Like they're like so convinced they're going to fix me like 98% chance of better. Like we're going to fix it. You're never going to have another issue, blah, blah, blah. So like, I believed them. Like when they told me like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to fix the fuck mm -hmm. out of you. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know? <clears throat> and I, and I was on the other side of what, what I was consciously scared of. So, uh, I did, I had no idea what was going on, man. Like I had no control over my emotions at all. And I like, and I, the way I described the, the mental health issues is like that pulled the pin on a hand grenade that I didn't even know was Absolutely. there. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't think I had an issue at yeah. all. And that's when it started when it, we began recognizing me anyway, where I was just like, I, cause I, my wife goes, what's wrong. I'm like, I don't know. I I'm not worried about this at all. Mm -hmm. Like, like radiation. And it did, it sucked really bad later. Like, and, and it takes a while to recover from all the symptoms. Cause it's like, it snowballs. And so you have like inertia and then that it has to slow itself yeah. back down and heal uh, after you're done. But that was like, I knew what that was going to be and nothing was surprising. And I knew I was going to be in that suck. So it, I was mentally prepared no, for it. I it was thought. tangible, but it, yeah, it pulled a pin on a grenade, and I was just like, "What is going on, dude?" And so, but I was, I was miserable and snappy and all that kind of stuff, and had control trouble controlling my emotions during radiation. But like, it wasn't, it didn't seem like abnormal um, because I was going through radiation. It was like, like, oh, when I'm done with radiation, I heal up, I'll be fine, yeah. right? Um, except that that's not what happened. So then my wife's like, eventually I, cause I'm snapping at her and like just being a not fun person yeah. to be around. And she, she's the one, she just looked at me, looked at me and said, Hey, you need to do something about this. And I was like, okay. And I went to my idea. We have uh some Navy corpsmen, right? Which are like the Marine medics. I went to my, we call him independent duty corpsman. Mm -hmm. He's another mass chief that I worked with on that flag staff. Just and he's a dude. He was a with Marine uh, Raiders yeah, and all yeah, that. Like he's yeah. a dude that like knows kind of a lot about this stuff, and just went submarines after that. And so like when I was talking to him, uh, I like I closed the door behind him. I'm like, hey man, like because in the Navy I grew up in mental health at like accessing mental health treatment was like taboo, and you can lose your security clearance and all the whole all the things you hear. Especially about, on a right? submarine. But yeah, yep, yep, and and. And it was also like viewed as kind of weak, like the the community would like eat its own when you would start trying to do that because like, oh, you're just weak. You're a quitter. How insane. Yeah, you're a quitter. You're, we called it like the submarine force calls it tapping out. I don't know if everybody else says the same thing, but like when somebody gets removed from the uh, submarine for mental health, uh, they call it tapping out, which is like the grossest that, thing yeah, ever. That but, is. Mm. 
Yeah. Yep. So in my mind, I have all that like scar tissue in my like where now, like by the time I'm asking these questions, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I don't, I don't think I was a mass chief yet, but I was like a senior chief. I'd been in for 20 years. Like, so it's, it, it had evolved to the point where it was becoming a lot more where everybody's like trying to tear down the stigma and everything. And so like, and I'm, and I, at point, this point, cause, cause I've been in this podcast for seven years have been advocating for it telling people like hey it's okay go access yep. health care blah blah but then i'm like walking sheepishly into my idc's office like and closing the door and say hey man what is me accessing mental health look like like i i need to talk yeah. to somebody and he goes well, what's going on do you like how because i was part of submarine special projects which is like a whole different thing and so he's like you got ptsd what happened out there blah. and i'm like i don't think so man i never got shot at or blown up which is what i think right. about when i right. hear ptsd so I'm like, I don't think so, but like I'm having trouble controlling my emotions and I just kind of told him the whole thing and he's like, yeah, no, totally. We'll put a referral in. Like I had to go to like my actual doctor, get a referral. Uh, and then I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was my buddy who was a mass chief. Um, I, I didn't wait long. I got really quick access to care, which I don't think is normal. And I didn't ask him to do anything. I didn't ask him to put my file at the top of the pile or anything, but I think he might have. So I got really quick access to a psychologist Good. and uh, I, I, um, I walked in and like, he looks like he's 12 years old. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. But uh, he was amazing. Um, big fan. And I, I'm actually trying to get him on the podcast because I'm not being treated by him anymore. Mm. But, um, but I spent 18 months with him, like working through all the stuff. And basically what happened was so six, about six months I was with him just with dealing with the anxiety uh issue primarily and it was like he called it like unspecified anxiety yeah, disorder yeah. or something general general no medication or not like, yeah. yeah no medication or anything like just talk just the therapy which worked great um and i got to this point man and i remember very vividly uh, i got into jujitsu about a little over a year ago i was coming I, I was going consistently uh sleep was starting to get better and i remember very vividly it was a friday night i was getting gas after uh jujitsu and in like, you know, like I'm, it's, they call it murder yoga. Like I'm, I'm with my buddies, like just the hardest workout you can possibly imagine. And I remember being at the gas station after that. And it's for somebody that has a, had a big issue with sleep and, and then the anxiety keeping me awake and everything else. Like I felt really good. I had been sleeping better. And I remember it's post I'm on day five that week of, of going to the gym. And like, I felt amazing. And I was like, holy shit. Like I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm getting mm -hmm. like better, you know, mm -hmm. like I feel great as I'm thinking that thought my brother and two nieces are getting killed Jesus. and I'm like, I, I, the next morning my mom calls me like sobbing and it's like the way that, and I, I don't want to get into the details cause I'll turn it into a blubbering mess, but like the, it, it's less, less an accident just happened more a Netflix true crime documentary, which made it like so much more that yeah. it's like yeah. so that all just got shredded you know what i mean like i was a fucking mess um so then that's when like it went from like i kind of went back to even like i mean square one but like probably no for sure started so that yes yeah, got put on what we call limb do um like so i didn't you know don't do your job just worry about the mental yeah. health piece and and getting better and then got referred to a psychiatrist, got put on some, some meds, which helped, uh, to like take the edge off. And, and, um, I would say like, I'm, 
I, I'm not even back now to where I was then, I don't think, but I'm I'm trending that direction finally, but it took a lot longer yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But so that's like the the like mental health story kind of for me is like I just stopped therapy as I was retiring because I felt pretty, pretty great. And I, and I knew I could access care again through the yeah. VA or civilian yeah. or whatever, because I'm a retiree. So I still yep. have, it's not like you're quitting. You're not, you're not, you're not swearing off of it. Yep. It's right now. I'm good. Right. And I just feel pretty good about it. And I weaned off the meds recently. Um, but no, yeah. Like knowing I can go back to it, but, uh, that's what, so like seeing that therapist who's incredible, it was like talking to him. he, I, yeah, like I couldn't tell certain stories or whatever without letting him kind of know that what I do in my free time, like with the podcast and everything. And at one point he goes, you know, you'd be really good at this. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, he's like, at, like being a psychologist. He's like, you'd be really if you're good. You're doing interviews. If you're doing podcasts like, I, for that long. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I never, well, I never, yeah, I never thought about it really. Like I, I, I am the kind of nerd about leadership that like, I read a lot of books and a lot of those books reference uh, like psychologists work, either their books or right. papers or whatever. So then I started looking into that because uh, I was going to school online at, for organizational leadership at the time just to, you know, have a bachelor's degree in my back pocket for when I retired. Um, and like I started, then I started reading all this psychology work and, and I've, I'm a huge fan of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all this other stuff. I'm talking about like leadership stuff. So I have all these books on my desk that are all written by psychologists. And I'm like, hey, I think I'm interested in psychology. Yeah, I think I knew what so I like. like huh. start talking to him. <laughs> so yeah, I started talking to him about like, well, what would it look like? How's it? Yeah, you know, I started doing my own research, started asking him questions. And he was pushing me towards what's called industrial occupational psychology, which I'm sure you've I heard have. of. It's like leadership yeah. psychology, yeah. basically. But I was like, it's yeah, not, look, it sounds, this is my own personal opinion with it. Yeah, yeah. Boring. That's if that's like that, that's and, yeah. I, and I feel with you, you it's this is just from the the hour that we've been mm -hmm. talking. Personal, like the personal connection and the personal relationship of the problem yeah. is yeah. what's important. You know what I mean? Like that's what's gonna that's really what solves yeah. a lot of the problems is having that connection. Yeah, or helps you. Solve yeah, and I, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was gonna scratch the itch I had either to like how I wanted to help veterans. Like just like I want I. I've spent seven years with lion's share of my free time, like doing this for free, like where I'm trying to help sailors, like get through the experience in the best way possible mm -hmm. and learn all the mm -hmm. things. And just so that they have like a, they're more equipped to navigate. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so like I, I, it kind of all added up to like the, okay, I'm going to retire and go to school yeah. for psychology. So here we are. But yeah, man, I, uh, that's why I was so interested when Christina emailed me. It was, I was like, oh, this isn't one of those same emails. And then when I looked into it, it was mental health based too, yeah. which weirdly I was talking about uh, in our transition classes when I was retiring, they talked about how the government will help you f uh, create a nonprofit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn, I never thought about that. And, Cause I have like an LLC mm -hmm. for the podcast mm -hmm. and I have like apparel and all this other crap thinking to myself, Oh, I'm going to turn this into my job. So I want it to be a for-profit business. But then when I thought about like the, like what I'm really trying to accomplish is helping people. And then like, Oh, well maybe I should like, when I finished school, I was looking at like a nonprofit might be a good idea. Cause I was like, ah, maybe I'll work for the VA. Cause that's, I can access veterans that way. But then it's the VA. I mean, I want to like burn that. Yeah. But right yeah. Now. But like, I mean, so look, like, <laughs> yeah, but we're the ones to change it. You know what I mean? Just, we're the, we're you're the, not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just be psychologists. We're the ones to change that system. I feel I don't, 
I don't know if I have the band, like the patience and the and the whatever to exist within the government. Like no, I'm, I'm right, I'm right there with you on stuff. that. I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. So when you when she emailed me, I was just like, "This is cool," because this is kind of like I was thinking about it more like a and and you may be. I'm curious to know sure. um, it like how you see Project Refit evolving, but like I was thinking about like what if like, so I get, you know, my PhD in clinical psychology and I'm licensed and all the things. And like, if I could create, so I, I, I was thinking like really early brainstorming, yeah. but like thinking like, how could I plug the gap of like one of the biggest problems I get feedback on through the podcast platform is like mental health access, how long it takes, how the leadership, if you can call it that with a straight face within these commands, like won't even let them access it like they're they're telling them i'll go talk to the chaplain or you're fine walk it off or rub some dirt on it or whatever and it's that stuff still happening all the time and so like you get this these people that are an extremist that can't access care that end up making the decision to at least try if not succeed to take their own life and i'm like what how do i plug that access gap like could i make like an app or like a like you guys do the radio check zoom things like how could i do a thing where it's like they could just like shoot up a flare and they get access to a clinician right now. And I, I'm not going to remain your therapist once you get into the military mental health system like you should be right now. But like I have or with right veterans, now. same thing. Like, I have you right now. Yeah. Like I, I got you right now. Look at me. Yeah. Let's talk. We're going to yeah. get through, get you into a stable place until you can get within the VA system or the or the, uh, you yeah. know, like the active Absolutely. duty military mental health system. So like, dude, like enough of me, God damn droning on Jesus. So like the, like what, um, did we even get through the origin story? No, I can, I can sum it up fast though. So, so I finished that. Let's let's, let's, jump into that. I love this. I love this. I love this. (laughs) I had to provide some context, but God, that went long. So I, so that, that IED happened. That first IED happened. I run to the, I get out, Bravo's covering, yada, yada. We sprint to the lead vehicle. So we had actually... It's irrelevant. We had two Air Force girls on that mission with us for joint mm. operations. One of our NCOs thought they were hot and was just trying to mac. That's all it was. It was like, honestly, <laughs> I was going to ask him. And he wasn't. He wasn't macking, dude. Like, it, it just wasn't happening. Okay. Anywho, so my team leader had to stay back because one of them came on. So he had to watch in the talk, which is where all the computers Yikes. and stuff are. My vehicle erupting in flames. So, so talking to them after, all my friends thought that all my dudes thought that we all died instantly because of how yeah, big yeah, of an yeah. explosion that was. Um, right. So I I got medevaced back to base. They said, um, well, first off, the bird we had we, they had cleared a, a spot on the wadi for the bird to land. Mm. The bird landed like a hundred meters from the burning IED with forty mic like popping <laughs> off in it. So mm. like. I just got out wow. of this and I have to like run past it and like, yeah. um, it felt like swimming, like knowing there's a shark next, like swimming. Yeah. Like, that's how yeah. it felt. And like, swimming. And, so, yeah. Like, I got to get back in the water and swim to this other spot. Yeah, like, like, go here now. I can see the shark. But I don't want um, I don't want So I go back to base and I, I don't know this at the time, but you have to call your next of kin when you get hurt. Didn't yeah. know that. So my mom was my next kid. Okay. She, so we only ever talked on like face, like FaceTime and stuff like that. Skype, whatever yeah. it was, Facebook video. So I called. She worked at a public school. They all know me. I went to, I went there from the start to finish. Yeah. Small town. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, yeah. So the, hey, can I talk to my mom? She, oh my God. Like they knew I was in yeah. Afghanistan. Hi. Yeah. yeah. 
expedite this, please. Like I just, I was probably just go get my mom. Smoking, now. <laughs> I had morphine in me. Like I was not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have an older brother. Yeah, this is not the yeah, time. Like, to we're, not, we're not being cordial here, lady. Let's go. Get the mm. show going. So I have an older yeah. brother. So the lady said, your son's on the phone. And my mom said, which one? And she said, Danny. So my mom knew right there. Yeah. Bad, something bad happened. Yep. We don't talk on the phone. Something's. So I yeah, said, hey, yeah. look, mom, I got blown up. Um, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> hey. I'm trying, I'm trying to picture my mom. Like, <laughs> right? At work. Lose at, it. With kids. With little kids running away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got blown yeah. up. All my limbs are good. Like, like oh, there's no God. gashes. I'm not I missing anything. But see, she, I was yeah, a very yeah. soft individual my whole life. I, I, I felt things mm. stronger than other people. I was a very empathetic, yeah. still am, yeah, but I mean, as a child, yep. she knew I got PTSD right there. She knew instantly right there that that yeah, was oh, the yeah, injury. For sure. Even if yep. physically I'm fine. So I don't go out. So so I have my concussion. And shit. Um, so mm. Gunny, my Sergeant Major, Sergeant Major Barreras, he, um, so almost a month had passed and I didn't have, so all of my stuff had burned. You don't just have extras laying around on deployment. Like you got right. what you got. So I had yeah. I had acquired an M4. Sis could expect you to check that shit. Right, in. right. I had acquired. <laughs> Where I, is I it? had acquired an M4. I got the IOTV. I had front and back plates. I had a helmet. I was just waiting for side plates. Um. So I ran in the gunny. We were. I was walking to the motor pool. Yeah. He was like, "Yo, you were in that IED, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, Roger, that's our major." He's like, "How are you? Like, cut the star major. Like, like, how are you doing? Like, what's the deal?" Mm. And I said, "I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. good. I'm all right, but." I don't have side plates. And he's like, yo, I have an extra pair. I will give you them. When we get back okay. to the States, just give me them back. I was like, all right, cool. Let me backtrack a little bit. Really yeah. Quick. So when I, after I had gotten blown up, I was not going back out on mission. Mm. It's, I was terrified. I was petrified. It, yeah. it wasn't happening. So yeah, I had yeah, actually, yeah. Um, I added one of my, his, uh, uh, Sergeant Waters, Anthony Waters. I had added him. He was my drill sergeant, my senior drill sergeant in, in basic and AIT. So I added him on Facebook and he was a combat vet. I, I knew this. So I messaged him right. and we had conversations. Cause like I said, in basic, I was 23. I wasn't like an 18 year old kid. I knew yeah. the game, right, right. I knew what yeah. game to play and how to play it. So they treated me with a certain mm. level of respect, not treat me yeah. equal, like, but yeah. like, yo, yeah. we know you're not going to be dumb. Right. So I, I messaged him and I said, Hey, yeah, you understand the game that's being played here. So we can talk to you slightly differently. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We know you're going to be on our level at some point where we don't know with these other mm. people. Um, right. So I explained the situation. I explained what happened, the IED, all this stuff. And, and I'm not going back down. Yeah. He basically like to paraphrase, he said, yes, you are. You are going back out. And and the crazy thing is you're probably going to get blown up again and you just have to come to terms with that. Like you just have to accept that bitter wow. truth because you have a job to do and everybody around you is relying on you to do that job. No matter what it is, yeah. driving, whatever, yeah. but you're there. Yeah. And just it, him. That's the part that gets you too. And, and it, yeah. it was him, him the, the specifically saying are, yeah, I was relying like, on you. So I made it with my leadership. All right, I was, let me get them side plates. Sorry, right, like, and, and then the side plates happened. But I made a, I made a, I was like, yo, yeah. I'm not driving anymore. I don't trust myself driving. I will be a gunner. I'll yeah. be a dismount. Yeah. I'll be an AG. I'll do everything I'll else. I'll do the whole, yeah. but I'm not driving. So mm -hmm. that ID happens, side plates. I get the side plates. About like a month and a half later, uh, I get blown up again. It's uh, like an 85 pound one. No big deal. Yeah. Honestly, no fire, nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But in between, so, so me driving the IED, me driving for the first IED was the guy who got launched Bravo. That was his first concussion. Mm. 
in between those two IEDs, we had IDF come in and we had to run to the bunkers. So he had tripped on like the tent mm-hmm. wires. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the tent anchors and that? his just the impact of his knees, excuse me, just the impact of his knees hitting the ground. So soon after the first IED, mm-hmm. his brain was still injured, weak. Like, yeah. Um, Second concussion. He, I mean, he like went limp. Like Jeez. he was like a rag doll. So then yeah. our second IED... Like I said, 85, maybe 100 pounds. And that's really pushing it. Like, I'm not Ooh. trying to be, like, too generous on that yeah. one. 85 is probably more realistic. Um, he was – I was the gunner, so I was standing up. You know what I mean? Like, eh, eh, And he was the back – the bottom right dismount. So I looked down. So this was Mattis. He was my team leader. He was the one who was supposed to be on the first IED with me but wasn't, which is – I mean, could be good. You, okay. know I mean? not, you don't know what could have happened to him. But he was yeah, on this yeah. one with me. So he got out and checked to make sure there was no fire because the fuel was leaking, but there was no fire because mm-hmm. um, the oil wasn't leaking okay. too. It wasn't It wasn't big enough. You know what I mean? But Bravo yeah. was slumped. He was blacked out. So I had to do like know. the sternum rub on him. Like I had to like mm-hmm. to dig. So he finally came. To, he didn't know his name. Didn't know he was in the military. Didn't know where yeah. he was. He, it was a blank brain, fresh brain. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he got medevac back to the States. Um well, Germany, yeah. but they did scans on his brain. Yeah, he had yeah, brain lesions, eventually. and they were like, "Bob, you're yeah. not going back to deployment, man." And obviously, yeah, you're done he felt, now. I mean, that's a that's a very yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah. What do you do with that? It removes it remove like just strips away your like your uh, sense of belonging, sense of meaning. You yeah, feel like, like he, you, just, he, you feel like really you abandoned the people you already fought so long yeah, with. Yeah, we yeah. were in firefights together. It's not like this was. Just we mm. only experienced two right. IEDs. We were in a- actual combat with Taliban. Yeah, in, yeah. So, mm. so that so the gunny. We were in. A, um. So this was obviously after the IEDs. Um. We were in a, 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 a an operation in 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 a heavily Taliban infested area, and just whatever whatever mm. the situation was, there was Taliban surrounding every way, but the way we we came from. Um. The we were helping the ANA. They had gotten ambushed. Um, so first platoon, whatever platoon went, I forget the platoon in all honesty, but Gunny went with them. Um, mm. The 50 cal gunner, who was a guy I went to basic training with, was out of 50 cal ammo. So Gunny ran to the back of the truck, mm. brought some cans and started handing them up. And just when he handed them up, no one knows if it was a sniper. You don't know if it was a stray round, but a 7.62 yeah, 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 yeah. in his right, out his left. Um, luckily, and I say that with... Um, you know what I mean? It's it's luckily an Afghan guy had gotten hurt just before that, so there was a medevac already on the way. So already on the Afghan way. dude was good; yeah. like he survived, I'm pretty sure. But um, so they 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 mm. they treated um uh the medic ward. He treated Gunny, stabilized him there. They flew him back to base, Germany, San Antonio, mm. and then while he was um. So basically, the bullet had ruptured an artery. So they put a graph on the artery. And then sometime okay. in the sleep, the graph fell off of the artery and he bled to death. That's that's just what happened. Um, so he got shot on May 6th and then he died on May 13th. Um, but something special about him was, so I was, like I said, I was in the army mm. infantry and infantry is a very, um, they brainwash certain people. It's easy, it's easy to believe the beliefs. You know what I mean? Like you are infantry. You have to do this, 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 yeah. this. you are the pinnacle of men. No other man can compare okay. to you because of the job you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so with okay. that, infantry has a teal cord. It's called a blue cord. Um, when you graduate yeah, yeah, AIT, yeah. you get the I blue cord. I thought that was hmm? 
Okay, I thought that. Uh, what did there's I different, think that I mean, was? there's different Airborne color cords. Like tankers have one. Like different. Okay. I don't think have different. It's different like the powder blue one. Is that infantry? Mm -hmm. It's like that light light blue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was something else. No, because it, so it's it the infantry. same as our. Okay. It's the same blue as our CIB. The um the 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 wreath okay. the cross the rifle with the wreath on it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. Same the, like inside where the knife is. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, so okay. for for anybody who doesn't know, in the in the army, the combat action badge is for you get that for engaged. Right. You get engaged and you engage back. Um. Or you. Or yeah, you they get have a ribbon. Up, but that that's for right. everybody who isn't right. infantry. If you're infantry, it's not a yeah. combat action badge. It's a combat infantry badge. It's coveted. It's it's a, right. it's a rite yeah, of passage. Yeah. It shows you've done your job. Yeah, we. Um, we had a kid uh, that like was on an individual augment. He is what we called it, where he was over there doing something uh, with the army. And he would he was when I got to he was just like working the cash <laughs> register at like what our equivalent of a DFAC at the time. And he was wearing uh, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know which one it was, but it was the uh, combat. It was the, it was the knife. The it was the knife. And I'm like, dude, you can't wear that. And I'm like, he's like, oh, I earned it when I was on IA. I'm like, yeah, but we, the Navy, it converts to a combat action. Right. Item, uh, you you got it. You have to really. do the conversion. <laughs> you, ha you have to take that I off get it. and do the conversion. I get it. You, but you, yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not discounting the experience. I'm just saying like you can't act like that's yeah. not that's an army thing. You're not in the army. Bro. So there's a, so yeah. there's a common yeah. saying in the okay. army and it's um, why is the sky blue? And it's because God loves the infantry because that's the color of the court, right? So whenever we would come back from, so when Bunny was with us on a mission, whenever we would come back and okay. there were no IEDs, there were no firefights, nobody got messed up, he would say, blue skies, boys, and just leave it there. Blue skies. Yeah. Another yep. day. We survived. We did it. It, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a, it was a sense of calming. It was the, the, most, the, the, yeah. the man we revered the most comforting us that we did our job yeah. and we did it well. Um, so it yeah. hurt when he, when he died, obviously, um, it was, it was unfathomable. Sure, yeah. I think it shook everybody to their core. I think that what little, yeah. um, because all of us, obviously we started that. And if you didn't start it, you found it fast. Um, a sense of invincibility that you could not be touched. I had, I had yep. rounds hitting yep. my Matt V as I was shooting the Taliban and I laughed because I was, I in danger? Absolutely. <laughs> Another three feet was hit me, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah, and that was the point. right, like, but it didn't because, of course, it didn't because I'm ten feet tall and bulletproof. Yeah, like, and then when dude, we died. feel the same way, but we're not getting exactly. shot. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then when he died, it was, yo, stop the train. Wait a minute, we're mortal. He yeah, because he's he's a superhero, and he got he, yeah. Everybody he did can SF die. level missions like his whole career. If he mm -hmm. can get killed in combat, what am mm -hmm. I? What am I? Right. So that was a hard part of spot. Yeah, it's like an existential crisis. Yes. Yeah. So then I, so I, I finished out that deployment, yada, yada. Come home. I go on, I go to Africa. Like I said, it was a, I, I did um, mm. four-month dwell time, and then I went to Africa. No combat there. Got called up for Sudan a couple times, and then nothing happened. But parents started going through divorce right. then. Um, dad's a scumbag, that kind of stuff. Um, substance abuse, okay. selfish, narcissistic, the whole nine yards, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is another reason why Gunny dying hurt so bad was, yeah, I, was, I, I yeah, put a lot yeah. of um, I put a lot of emotion that that probably honestly what? shouldn't have been there. I I, I invested too much emotion well, in Donnie. No, because the thing is, like other people, like the artists, are, ex explain that. Explain that because I I my first inclination is to dis disagree, but obviously, like it wasn't my yes. experience. So my, so, like, can you so explain my, why you? Feel I that? I didn't just hold him to a he was a good leader. 
this man became my second mm-hmm. father. Now, my issue with that is right. I only had like one or two personal conversations, like conversations with him. Every, okay. Everything okay. else is either so things I've like, heard from other people or like the training we did. Idea interact. you have built. Yeah. Exactly. I Exactly. So okay. throughout the years and especially in therapy, okay. I've, I've not okay. cut that down, but processed it and put it in his place. He was a father figure to a certain extent. He showed mm. me specific ways I should govern myself as a man. Right. That, that would benefit other people and are morally correct. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, he still is a yeah. father figure, but that's where mm-hmm. it ends. You know what I mean? For me. Um, so then, yeah. so yeah. I come back from okay. Africa and um, so I'll actually tell you how I got started in therapy because it's not a normal one. And it actually goes okay. with the bad leaders. <laughs> I was like, I feel, I feel like I know why you had to go to therapy. No, so like, I um, how you got started. So we like- we had gotten back, <laughs> we had gotten back from the second deployment, and me and my roommate Ford, we okay. were playing Fruit Ninja, like you know, the Fruit Ninja with the knife. Um, like it's, oh, the game on like an iPad. Yeah, but we were playing shit. it in real yeah, life. Yeah, like we had I've fruit in my, it. we we had fruit in our room. <laughs> right, right, had, like swords right. and stuff. Uh, well, we had a pretty big kitchen. <laughs> of course, we had a of course, big you kitchen were. Knife. It was probably like a bread. Of course, you were. Yeah. So I was wearing a gray Hanes yeah. t-shirt and I threw a kiwi up and he cut it and it hit me right on the nipple mm-hmm. and there was a wet spot. He was like, ha ah, ha you're lactate. And I was like, no, you just hit me on the nipple with a kiwi, dude. It's mm-hmm. wet. So I yeah. lift my shirt up and I squeeze yeah. my nipple and like yellow pus comes out. And I was like, wow. <laughs> what? That's not normal. No. So I do the other one. Same thing. I go to sick call the very next day. Yeah, yeah, that's terrifying. Immediately. So the issue Good is Lord. sick call is all people my level. They don't have the yeah. answer. So I go there and explain it. So yeah, I'm yeah, a circus yeah. show for like three hours. Yo, come look at Lombard's nipples. And I, I don't know if I have any more to do with that. Like, I don't know what else I have left. So I finally go and see the PA. And he's like, yo, listen, dude, you either have breast cancer, testicular cancer, brain cancer, or stress. And I was like, hey, man. I'm going with the last it's stress. One, I know for it's stress. <laughs> I know I'm stressed. Yeah, and he was yeah, like, yeah. "Be that as it may, you're getting tested." So yeah. I got the brain scans. Yeah, we have to. Test I had a big else. giant yeah, yeah. dude, uh, like because I had to get my testicles ultrasounded. That's a new experience. Mm. I've never, never done that before. You know. <laughs> Good time. So there's just this. <laughs> Good so time. this big giant dude, just like the gel, yeah. and he's doing it. And then like when, yeah. when we were done, doing the thing, he just yeah. threw the towel on me like I was still some like cheap escort. I was like, yo, what? It was it was de- <laughs> it was demoralizing. Um, so good news, yeah, yeah. don't have cancer, right? Right. So he's like, yo, right. you have to do therapy one time. So I go to behavior mm-hmm. and I talk to I forget. I wish I could remember her name because she was so kind. Um, but she was one of the arm. She was in the army and she was one of their behavioral technicians. You know what I mean? So. I was going through a lot then. I had a, I was, I was dating some girl for, for some time and, and she had gotten pregnant and, and lied to me and told me she had gotten, now remember I said I was numb and I wasn't showing emotion. Yeah. Came out in the relationship, obviously. Um, so so she, she said that, um, she had an abortion because she knew I wanted the kid. So she was trying to invoke, I assume trying to invoke, she has her own issues, but trying to invoke some emotional response out of me. Um, she right. really had a miscarriage. She did not have an abortion. Um, so okay. I, so I go okay. in and I talk to the, to, to this girl about, about that, the family life, what I did in Afghanistan, what I saw, how I feel this, the whole nine, it was a two hour conversation. Mm. By the end of it, she's crying, bawling her eyes out. <laughs> Jesus her. And I'm like, wow. and I'm not, that's all. Yeah. I, I've, 
been on the edge a few times, man. This is a this is a wild like yeah. I mean, like I I understand her response. Right, right, Jesus. right. So good lord. So I, that day, I saw a clinician, like a a a, a, a doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. I was in a place like, this where dude needs to not leave the building. Right, right. Like my man needs some help. Somebody help him. Um, yeah, he needs you now. Um. So I was at a place. One talk therapy was a joke to me. I had the same mentality that a lot of people have. Okay. It's that seventies, eighties couch yeah. and chair method. How do you? How does that make you feel? That's not how it is for anybody listening. That's not yeah. how it is anymore at all. That does that's not exist. Not what it's like at it's, all. It's like I don't want to say it's illegal. It's unethical to be that way. Let me say that much. Okay. Um. So and yeah. I was and I find this a lot with with combat vets or just people who who have a specific trauma. They only feel comfortable speaking with somebody with the similar trauma. And that was a ball. So I'm a combat vet. Why right. am I going to talk to somebody who hasn't experienced combat? Yeah. How can you help right. me? That's how I felt. That's how I felt about the 03 that I, wa I walked in. The kid looked 12. I'm like, you have never done or seen a damn thing in your but life. That's not what always, am I, that's what not am always I important. And that's what I found out. What? That doesn't, that right. does not matter. It's not this at woman, all. This man. woman, Judith Huerta, that, that was, was her name. Incredible. She, she did more for me than I could, excuse me, ever explain. She knew how to, she knew how to work with me. She knew I needed to kick in the ass every few, you know what I mean? Like I, mm. I started doing CPT, which is cognitive yeah, processing yeah, yeah. therapy, a very in-depth therapy, very painful. It's, it's, yep. it's very, it hurts, yep. but it is so beneficial. I cannot even explain yeah. to you the importance of it. Yep. It made me aware. So I started therapy yeah. in there. So in all of this yeah. time, while I'm doing therapy, while I'm still in, um, I'm going to go down two different branches here, but I'm going to go this one because this one will spiral too fast. I already know it. Um, so this one, uh, I had, I was looking, so I had gotten my 90% disability rating. I knew I was going home in X amount of days, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for one therapy. I, I, I had that set up before I even left the military, Philadelphia vet center. I had a, mm -hmm. I, I had a therapy session set up automatically. Um, but I was mm -hmm. looking for a social group for combat veterans. It's that simple. Yeah. That's all I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And I found, I found yeah. one nonprofit. I'm not going to name them because it, what I'm about to say is somewhat negative and it's just a place I was yeah. in then. Yeah. Um, they are an online right. discussion board and it's only typing and you just get paired with a random veteran. Mm -hmm. So I needed, yeah. I needed a lot of help and I needed it specific in a specific way. Right. I got paired with a guy who was in the Navy yep. in the eighties. Right mm. then, dude, he couldn't touch not, me. You, you're not helping me. Nothing you not, can, nothing yeah, you can that's say not, will help me. Now we're not the same thing. Right. Not, like, now, not exactly. Not exactly. Like not. Love yeah, yeah, to have yeah. a conversation with him now. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah, now. yeah. I, yeah. I can see how we can relate. I can see where the where there are similarities. Mm. Let's. But then I couldn't. So I posted a um. Right. I posted a status on Facebook, and it basically said like, "Yo, um." I'm not the same Dan you knew prior to the military. I'm I'm different now. My experiences right. have changed me in a negative way. Um, I'm more irritable. I'm more judgmental. It's not. It's it. As cliche as it sounds, it's not a you thing. It truly is a me thing. I'm working through some struggles. Right. Um. So James, the other right. co-founder, James Corbett, the other co-founder of Project Refit, he um he saw mm. me post that. So we were mutual friends. We had a friend of a friend. I met him one time prior to that on yeah. my uh, my leave from Afghanistan. So what, three, four years had passed and he saw me post that. Right. And um, he reached out and he basically said, yo, what does the army do to prevent PTSD from happening and suicidal ideations from happening? And if they do occur, how does it combat it? 
And I was in a very specific place, like I said. So I, I was very honest. They kick you out. It's You get ushered out. That's all it is. Yeah, they send you home. They send you home. And, yeah. and, and they don't do a good job on making sure you're maintaining yourself mm. and, 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 and healing from what they did, in a sense. So, yeah. so he already had some ideas um, for like community-based things. But, but mm. him and I, were, we, we were typing a lot, James and I. And I need this exactly what you and I are yeah, doing. Yeah. I need to see that what I'm saying you're listening right. to or else I'm not going to say it. This yeah. hurts to talk about. Even to this day. Right. Like I'm going to go on the Zoom at some point whenever we're done this podcast and I'm going to talk about more. It still brings stuff up, but it's important to talk about it no mm. matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, right, so, right. so I asked him, I said, yo, instead of typing, can we just do a video chat? And he's like, absolutely. So we talked for four hours. So my issue is therapy is one mm. hour. I can't tell you how yesterday was in one yeah. hour, let alone my trauma right. or the past week. You know what I mean? Like there's, you're not giving me. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you so mean. So that's yeah, four yeah, hours. Yeah. That was <laughs> unfettered time. There wasn't a time limit. I could just freely talk. Yeah. Um, and it clicked yep. there. It clicked there for us. Like, oh, shit, dude, like this is, this is what we all this need. Is this what is what we need to do. It's a simple yeah. peer thing. So, so what we figured out is, yeah. so Project Refit, our, our mission statement, number one, is to combat Ooh. isolation. And I know like I've had conversations with it and I actually, my, it's, people think it's too simple and it's not, it's not direct enough, it's, but it, but it is, we are combating it, it's isolation perfect, in veterans and first responders. So something we believe yeah. is, and this is something we talk about openly in Project Refit. So, so mm -hmm. one of our things is F word stigma. We do not believe in stigmas. Yeah. There is no, yeah. there is nothing beneficial about a stigma period. Right. So, so suicide, I believe in itself is a stigma. I think people, people mm. hear you don't want to be, you feel like you don't want to be here anymore. You're suicidal. And it's not that cut and dry. It's not black and white with that. There is a yeah. lot of gray area there. Right. What we talk about is there is a difference between not wanting to exist in earth and being in so much pain mm. that you believe the only way yeah. to stop being in pain is to end your life. And I, right. I, per, Project James, everybody at Project Refit, we believe that that's because you're alone. It's because you're isolating. When I yeah. isolate, I still, I, mm -hmm. and this isn't like, I'm a co-founder of an, I'm the vice president of the nonprofit. I, I moderate this. I'm in school. I still have bad days, weeks, or months. Like that's, it's not like I'm better mm -hmm. and, 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 and I can just say right. these things and, and I'm going to be, no, like the next couple of days might actually be pretty hard for me because of how much I'm talking. But it's, it's like I said earlier, it's right, the importance right. of talking about it. So with the suicide, yeah. you have, if you put that into perspective, why, why do you feel like you want to do that? Why do you feel like that is Ooh. the only option? And you talk about why, <laughs> you sound like me. well, I'm in, I, I, yeah. it hurts. What hurts? I've been there. That's yeah. that, what I was talking about earlier about being mm. lost in the emotions. I was in pain for so long. My brain shut my emotions mm. off. If you're stuck in, so you're this right. will happen on the Zooms. So we have our Zooms every Monday mm. and Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern mm. until um, about yep. midnight. That's why. 
I gooned up the time zones on Monday because yeah. I wanted to do it before the podcast. And I like at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'm like, I'm going to go do my yeah. now. And I was like, damn it. Like, but yeah, I'll, I, if, if it's if we don't go too long, I'll jump on that one. tonight. Yeah, no, I mean, well, it's and, and they're, they're already going to be run. I already hit up Mo. So Mo was with me in Afghanistan. Okay, cool. um, he's on our board of directors. Actually, mm-hmm. he's the operations director. Um, so he's actually moderating the Zoom until like until we're done. So like, that's awesome. why I said, like, we're good. We don't yeah, have yeah. to. We don't have to rush with this. Okay, but, cool. So we we on the zooms we'll, we'll we talk. So the Monday zooms are live streamed. So like I said, they're they're um it's done at midnight. But just like how you said with this, if we're yeah. going, we're going. Like if the conversation is going, oh yeah. it's midnight, we're going we have to until shut we're off. done. No, like that's that's no. abandoned. We're done. That's then. abandoned. We're done when we're done when we're exactly. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everybody yeah. might not stay on, but we're gonna right. talk. Um, so. Yeah. The Monday ones are live streamed to Facebook. Yeah. So I'll go on there. So I actually have a suicide attempt from mm-hmm. 2016. It was the uh, anniversary of mm-hmm. Gunny actually getting shot. Because when we came back from mission, okay. when, when when he got shot, it was a whole different world. Like it was, it was, yeah, unfa- it, yeah. it didn't, it wasn't reality. So whatever, for whatever right. reason, I, 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 that night I drank an entire bottle of crown apple. And I, I, I honestly think mm-hmm. that I, um, I knew I wasn't going to kill myself, but I feel like it was me like testing the boundary. So I had sleeping yeah, meds. Like I had a, walking I had, up to the ledge and just just looking right, over. Right, right. I had a bunch of yeah, meds yeah. where like they're meds, dude. Like if I would have eaten the bottle of meds, I would be gone. And then I had like yeah. a two hundred count yep. of Advil liquid gels I just bought. So I had down this entire bottle mm-hmm. of Crown Apple. I was FaceTiming my friends from home, and I downed the whole bottle of Advil. And my friend was like, hey, yo, yo, yo. Like he like realized what was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw it up. Um, I was blacked okay. out drunk. I didn't know. Like, so I wake up the next morning and he like 35 phone call. Like it was an, an emergency. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I openly talk about that on Facebook, especially the Monday ones, because people think you can't talk about that stuff without being judged. Mm-hmm. This is me personally. I don't care if somebody yeah. judges me yeah. for that because they do not understand the amount of pain yeah. I was in. It's, yeah. I can't. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a well, negative thing. And anybody, anybody judging you for sharing that kind of stuff is just irrelevant to the entire exactly. calculus of my existence. Exactly. Like, just fuck exactly. off. Like, I have so much, I have so much more to do and say. Because that's why, like, I, I was, when I was going through my stuff, it was like, it, I, there was a certain like component of shame to it where I felt weak. I felt like I was letting people down. I felt like, like, especially when I got put on limbo, couldn't do my job. You, you, you right. believe stigmas, yes. But then when I, when I was like, and I, I don't know that I'll ever be on the other side of it, but I was, when I was in a better place and I started with the podcast, I was like, I have to talk yes. about it. I have yes. to not, not just for, not just for a, the catharsis of talking about it, where like the more I feel like I talk about it, the more it, it, the less it um, hurts. It, yeah, it like it's like I'm it's like I'm little by little I'm just like getting it out, you know. Like I went through an ugly, I got cheated on, ugly divorce from like a long time ago, and like, but when I was having the like when I was going through that, my mom kept telling me on the phone like just keep talking about it, like just keep don't talking let, about don't it. Don't let the more it you talk about it, the less don't let it fester. And that's what we talk about. On the gonna, that's exactly what we say. Yeah. So, so I I will have core beliefs, something that like a, a mental process or whatever mm-hmm. that like nothing you say can change it because it has only ever stayed in here. Mm-hmm. It's my thought. Why would it be wrong? Mm-hmm. And when you isolate. Right. Those yeah. they compound. It's just it grows and grows. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times yeah. I'll go on the Zoom 
and say I just had therapy that day or whatever the case may be. I'm in a place, whatever it is. <clears throat> I have the urge to say a thought in here. Mm-hmm. And the second I verbalize it, type it, write it down, whatever it is, the second I make it make it known outside of my brain, <clears throat> my brain registers what I was saying. And 90% of the time, 99% of the time, it's, dude, like you were thinking that that's, that is wild you were just thinking how how did how did you get you know what i mean and then i talk through it and then and then, and then yeah. we work it through so we have those zooms um right and the friday one is not live streamed to facebook that is private it's just in the zoom so these zooms okay. are for veterans active duty reserve national guard any military affiliation and first responders that's cop emt police and dispatch mm. dispatch is not excluded they are included mm. in this but also yeah and I will almost want to say more importantly, but it's equally as important, the support system of the service member, wife, sp- mm. husband, spouse, parent, yeah. best friend, cousin, sister, but whatever it is, if you are impacted yeah, yeah. by a service member's life and experiences, you are more than welcome to come into our Zooms and talk about your experiences and how it makes you feel. I've learned mm. multiple things about how to talk to my girlfriend and how to treat my girlfriend or my mom. By yeah, being in I those conversations. It. So we have the Zoom. Right, right. The other thing is, um, all right, so the, one of the other um, fronts that we have. So we're, we're, we're hybrid. So we are in person and online. Um, okay. So we have, we do retreats one, more than once a year. So we have one big retreat a year. Okay. It's in June. So last year we flew out. So we pay for it all. We flew out. Um, yeah. So we flew out 12 veterans, well, 11 veterans, a female police officer, and her 17-year-old son. Um, we camped on a ranch. It's called Stillwater Ranch in Loveland, uh, okay. Colorado. Check them out. They're their own 501c3. They're amazing people, yeah. Wendy and John um, and Brady. Um, so we camped on this ranch for six days. Um, and I mean like tents. Tent, like the shower was yeah. a, a water bladder. You know Actual. what I mean? It, like, yeah. it resembled the field. It just felt – it was amazing. So every day – we had um, we had an event at uh, 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. So fly fishing, hiking, horseback riding, archery. Uh, mm. we, we, we went to the range. The guys who took us to the range, Phoenix Weaponry in Loveland, mm. um, they, nice. they, they, they did it for free. They took us back to their weapon manufacturing oh, cool. plant and showed us how everything, the guns and the magazines and everything's made. It was, a, it was just an amazing <laughs> experience. That's cool. Um, yeah. So say you came and you didn't want to do the 8 a.m., mm. 6 p.m. stuff. You're not, you're not mm. obligated to go out and experience color. Like somebody's right. coming, you're not going by yourself. This isn't this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stay on the ranch. The ranch has like uh, uh, almost a dozen horses, bunch of ducks, uh, goats, yeah. uh, a sheep, I think, but goats for sure. I don't think a sheep. I think I just lied on that one actually. Um, a bunch of goats. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the only thing we actually required was at eight o'clock at night. We had a giant bonfire and it resembled our radio check buddy check-ins, the Monday and Friday Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So no matter whether you want to speak or not, you're in the circle. You don't mm-hmm. have to talk. Yeah, you're there. Yeah. Period. You're present. Right. You're listening. So we had we had yeah, a couple yeah. dudes who came. They were they were basically type two alcoholics. They, they it was almost non it was it was non functioning alcoholism. Um. And uh, yeah. Um, so, so the, the, one of the one of the reasons we work, I believe, is because we don't draw the line there. I feel like a lot of clinical programs, you have to one hundred percent abstain mm-hmm. from alcohol, or you cannot partake in this program. Where 
you're turning away 99.9% yeah, of the which people. Is, We're not saying you're going to get drunk yeah, the entire week. An unrealistic, week, yeah. But you're cutting people off. You're making it, you're making it right. decisive or divisive. So we will yeah. never bring, we will never buy you alcohol. If we see you drinking and it looks like a mm. problem, we will address that problem in a respectful manner. Yeah. Um, so one of the guys, it was about, he, I mean, he was, he was pulling from a, like a bottle um, in the, in like in the morning. Yeah. So he shared, um, I think it was the second night. Mm-hmm. He talked for about two and a half hours. So that was like an hour and a half of him wow. just talking about what he had to talk about. Now he drank a little bit to so yeah. loosen himself up. I understand why that's frowned upon. I do get that. But I also understand that for somebody who will never open up in their mind, if that's just the yeah. semi key, we can work them away from drinking alcohol. But now they've started yeah. talking about the stuff. They're going to keep talking about it most right. of the time. So mm-hmm. he shared, like I said, two and a half hours, about an hour, hour and a half of him just unfettered talking. And then the last hour, hour and a half, however long it was, was like devil's advocate. People asking, probing, giving options, mm-hmm. giving advice, giving empathy, mm-hmm. not judging. Yeah. Simply understanding that life is ugly and that we all deal with the ugliness in right. very different ways. And it's just simply not fair to judge somebody for the way they deal with the cruel things that have happened to them. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, he had like a, a quarter, maybe half of a beer just to maintain his withdrawals because he has actual withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. To main- right, yeah, yeah. That's progress. Well, that I don't even yeah. care if he That's- reverts back. That's progress. That's a step right there. Him recog- And he recognized right. it while we were there that he was using the alcohol mm. as a vice, as a mask, as a tool yeah. to not feel. Because I think something that we never talk about is we're terrified because we don't know what we're going to feel. It's the fear of the unknown. I don't yeah, know what is yeah, in front yeah. of me, so I can't, that's why, yeah, I can't that's, prepare for that. That's why I hold back a lot of the – like I'm just not ready to talk about it quite yet, but – the stuff with my brother and two nieces, it's just like, yeah, I know where that's going to go. And I know it's going to be like, like, cause when I get, when I have a hard time, like when it hits me in a wave, it's like, uh, I isolate and I recognize that I do that. And I, I, so I try to like, I'm not avoiding it wholly. Like I talked about it a lot in therapy. I talked to my parents and my brother and, um, my wife and, and I, so like I started writing, yeah, I started writing a lot recently too. My therapist was telling me one of the the things that happens when you lose people suddenly like that is like you uh, you kind of like you can avoid it for a, enough time that eventually you're going to start forgetting things. And yeah. he's like, so you're going to want to remember those things at some point. So start writing it down yeah. now yes. so that you have it to look back on Dude, later. That's one of my so, biggest issues with my PTSD is so much yeah. in Afghanistan. And I, I, I've repressed right. it for so long. Dude, I don't remember it. So I have all of these negative feelings, yeah. negative beliefs, negative mm-hmm. emotions on something I don't even know what it's about. How do you yeah. heal from that I type mean, of trauma? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like, where, yeah, where do I, I go with that? I mean, there's, there, there right. are avenues, but right, it's, right. it's hard to navigate that. That is uncharted territory. There's no, Hey, this is what you do to make you feel better. It's all individualistic. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So that's the, that's the retreats. Um, okay. so we're doing another one in June, mm. the one coming up. Um, so the other thing is the mobile base that we have. So that is that, that's, that's the mm. hybrid part. So like the, obviously the retreat is in person. The zooms are the online right. aspect of it. Um, we have a 24 foot long mobile base. Um, we, so we've, we mm. customized it. We built this. 
Um, it's got a stage okay. door drop down. We cut like we reinforced it. So it's a frame, that kind of stuff. It's got three legs, supports like 800 pounds or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's got benches in it, tables. We have a TV with an Xbox that got donated to us. We have Wi-Fi, heating, air. So the whole point is, what is our mission statement? Combat isolation. Are you going to come out to if you're yeah. isolating and I and you see a flyer that we're out in an event? You. Are you coming to the event? No, you're going to isolate. Yeah, we're yeah. going to come to you. Yeah. We will come to your house. Mm-hmm. It is that it is that simple. So the other thing is okay. we um I was a firefighter for five years before like a, a well I'm I went to fire school and paid like, too. So I was a firefighter yeah. for like five years before the military. Um, like I said, that town is overwhelmingly supportive of project refit the magnolia the town i grew up in mm. shout out magnolia new jersey um so they uh <laughs> th- they had a couple traumatic experiences happen within the last year or two and th- the chief paul wolf he mm. he recognized that a couple of his um subordinates a couple of his members firefighters were mm. in very bad places because of what they saw the amount of, of death that they yeah. saw um, and they were, dude, these are 17, eight, like 16, 17 year old kids. These, it's not like they're 35 year old people. Yeah. It's their children performing CPR mm. on a body whose bones are all broken. Like it's, that's a, a child yeah. can't, a, a child can't understand that. An adult can't right. understand that. So for a child to, uh, yeah, yeah, you know I, I mean? was going to say, um, so he, he asked if we right. could bring the mobile base and I said, dude, ab- absolutely. Mm. So we brought the mobile base yeah. and we did one of those. We had a, we, had, we actually have a smokeless fire pit. We set that up outside of the fire station. Nice. They sat, they talked, openly cried about right. what happened. And it mm-hmm. got nothing but positive reviews. There's something yeah. and, and and this is this is another thing we talk about. So we we like to focus mm-hmm. on the tribal times. I'm talking Aztec, Mayan, just mm-hmm. those those tribal, the Native Americans, when they're warriors, yeah. the warrior class of their culture came back from a battle. Every single mm-hmm. person in this village. They had a, a wooden plank with like spikes and everybody would mm. lean against it. It would pierce their skin and they would bleed and they would feel the same amount of pain together. There was no PTSD mm. in those cultures because they all mm. felt the same stuff with, you know what I mean? There was no individual yeah. me as even if you didn't see combat, and that, that, mm. even if you didn't see combat, if you were in the military, you have experienced things. People who are not in the military cannot fathom their yeah. imagination yeah, cannot can. bring them to what you've experienced it's, it's yeah. impossible um so we 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 strive at project refit to we we are a tribe we are a community we don't like saying mm. tribe because there's other like veteran groups who use that yeah. as their slogan and, and yeah. We, yeah. We, we, yeah. we are we are one we are we are we actually say we're right. legion that was a, a movement we had but that's the whole point it's it's like I said to you with the comparison, I've been through some stuff. I can mm. admit that. You know what I mean? I've been through some weeks, yeah. some, some crazy stuff. But there are people who've yeah. been through far, far more than me. And oh, yeah. On the other yeah. end, there right. are people who have been through far, far less. And both of those mm. spectrums are feeling the same amount of pain than I am, or worse. Or right, more. right. It's it's dude. It's, there's I mean there's there's kids I know that and, and I you know I. I always say this now because I get so much criticism for calling them kids, but like I treat, I treat them like they're my kids. Cause yes. I don't have my own kids. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know but what you mean. That's what I, that when I say it, that's what I mean. But yes, it, uh, I, I know kids that like the, cause I was an instructor at is equivalent to AIT. I mm-hmm. ran the schoolhouse for, for my career field. And, 
so I kept in contact with a lot of those kids as they went out to the fleet and did. You, you are know, my drill their, sergeant Waters. You are my Anthony Waters. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, I, some of those kids I have reached back to me and, and like, like, so like female students that were like sexually assaulted or um, like, uh, like male students where it's like they, they get toxic leadership and, and they just like to the point where like somebody like a family member dying at home and they won't let them leave or like just there's the kind of things so that it's like that's the negative, that's the leadership shit i was talking about in the beginning that you were interested yeah, in yeah. so I'll, yeah. I'll i'll touch on that trust me you're you're going to be mind blown right. yeah I, well i don't know that i will be because i like of what i've experienced as well with the same kind of stuff but I, like it'll i'm sure there's plenty of egregious examples in every branch where it's just like the type of stuff where you're just like it's evil. Like it's like the the whoever was in that yes. position was yes. evil. Yes, like, there's no other word like, for it. There is no other word. Right? For it. Yeah. Yes. There's no other way to like to explain away that behavior and the choices that like you're. It was evil. Yeah. Whether or not the person was like the embodiment of, or they were in a place where they were able to do things that were evil. Whatever. It was evil, and you're just like how does this exist in in because we talk about like this this military ecosystem where everybody likes to talk about we're family and we're brothers and sisters and we're however you want to talk and it's like only when it suits it's not when it suits them only when exactly exactly and largely when they're pushing that button it's to get you to do something you don't want to do not because even on even on our end even (laughs) like the lower enlisted end if that's the case why are so many of us Mm. killing ourselves why aren't, why, why, right. why is it, Hey man, call me if right. you need something. No, no, you yeah, know, yeah. they need something. You call them. Yeah. It doesn't. So yeah. And that's yeah. Good. So, so, so one more thing, one more thing for refit. And then I want to get into that negative leadership thing. So we have an app. Okay. Um, I'm only, I'm only mentioning it because it's going to be up in the future. It's in the alpha. We had Drexel university, their computer engineer okay. department built it for us. It was amazing. It's amazing. Um, so on the app, the, the, the premise behind it, um, and it's already trademarked and everything, so you can't steal it, anybody. So, ha, ha, ha. Um, so, uh, so, so remember MySpace? Mm-hmm. MySpace had the top eight. So in this. Yeah. So, all right. Like I said for the Zooms, the support system, family members, loved ones, they can join the Zooms. They can join. Uh-huh. They can. They can come on the mobile base. That anything if they need help. Mm-hmm. We'd, so the the app is the only thing that is military and first responder exclusive. Doesn't matter what kind of military yeah. you were, reserve, net, none of that matters. Military okay. first responder only. Right. So you get to designate your fire team. That's your top five friends. That's your five buddies, mm-hmm. male, female, don't care. Your five friends mm-hmm. who you know you can trust. So when you hit. I, ha- I mean, I don't know why I'm doing that. I could just show you, you know, um, when you yeah, hit this one button, so <laughs> you see how it says, listen and talk so that the listen. Uh, so you're a little, you're a little blurry, but okay. it, I'll, it so won't it says be when I, when I process the video. So the, the listen, the listen won't be there. It's just going to be talk. When I hit talk, mm-hmm. the first people that get notified mm-hmm. are my five friends. They know I need to talk okay. about something or vice versa. Okay. I, I want to. Do you need to talk? I'm calling just to check up on my five mm. people. Do any of you need to talk? Yeah. If nobody answers within right. 30 seconds or a minute, it goes to the rest of your friends on the app. 
Project Refit oh, Blue like Skies. Blast is the app app everybody. Okay. Project okay. Refit Blue Skies is the app name actually. So that remember that's what okay. Gunny used to say when we would come back from mission. Yeah, yeah. Now it makes sense. Yeah, so he brought that I, in. I feel like I saw that somewhere like that you guys were developing an app or something yeah. and it was called Blue Skies yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder why they picked So it. on the yeah. bad leadership. So, so cool. this was my second unit, right? So this was while I was doing my medical mm-hmm. my medical stuff. I was in behavioral health, I was going to therapy. I'm non-deployable. Yeah. I can't even be put I was right. on a P, I was on a permanent profile. I can't even be put in a training situation that mm-hmm. mimics combat. I that that's what the, they said, yeah. right? So they had that, that mm. I'm going to even name drop him because I don't care about him. It's, it's irrelevant. His name's Captain Grawl. Okay. He was the, 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 our CO at the time. He, um, okay. he was religious to a, to a, a, a fanatical fault, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It mm. was, yeah, I'm, right. I'm yeah. religious. Yeah. I have, I, I can openly talk yeah, about Yeah, I grew up in church, man. Except yeah. He was yeah. like, he like old Testament beliefs, like hardcore mm. Um, and would profess them on his subordinates. You can't do that. Can't do that. Right. So so they had kicked out so many people for petty things. They were just bumping numbers mm-hmm. down. They had yeah. a deployment to Kuwait. So while I was in, I forgot this, while I was deployed in Africa on my second deployment, I re-enlisted. Mm-hmm. So I re-enlisted for Vilsec, Germany. So I was supposed to come home from Djibouti, Africa, chill there for two, mm-hmm. three months, and then hightail it to Vilsec, Germany. While I was in Africa... Big Army decided that wasn't happening. They extend. They they decided I was going to on a deployment to Kuwait, and then I would have to extend a year and then go to Vilsec. Right. That was my that was my thought too. So I'm openly doing therapy. I'm get, like everybody knows it in my unit, and my like I said, my direct leadership was great even in that second unit, the bad leadership unit. So Captain Grawl had kicked out enough people that they were not going to have enough people for the Kuwait deployment. So they were trying to keep anybody they could to keep numbers. Yeah. So he pulled me in yeah. his office and he said, or, or no, no, no. So they, they were trying to force me on the deployment. So I went to the, um, I right. explained to my Huerta, I explained to her that what was happening. And she said, I'm right. going to get you to talk to the OIC of behavioral health. Mm. So I talked to him. He was a captain and he said, what's the deal? And I explained it. He said, so you can't deploy. And I was like, well, yeah, that's up to you. He's like, no, it's not. Can you deploy? And I was like, well, with all the things I'm talking about in therapy, I honestly don't think I'd be functional on a deployment. And he wrote right. a memo right there saying, I'm undeploy. I will yep. not deploy. I went and brought it to Grawl and Captain Grawl looked at me. Now I got back <laughs> back to back deployments. This isn't like I'm sitting on garrison yeah. and don't want to do shit. Right, right. It's not like you're-, you're And I'm like going to be honest with you. If it was a combat deployment, I may have gone on it, to be honest. Right. But Kuwait yeah, at that time yeah. in 2017. Going to Kuwait. There's yeah. not going to be, there's nothing there. <laughs> right. So I right. give him the memo and he says, Specialist Lombard, do you even want to deploy? And I have kept my military bearing my, in my entire career. But right here, I've yeah. faltered, if you will. I said, honestly, sir, no, I don't. I yeah. just got back from combat or from back to back deployments. Why would they did gunnery, which is like the, right, yeah. the training for the, 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 the armored units, like the Bradleys and shit. They did that six mm-hmm. times in Kuwait. Why am I needed there? I was a dismount number. Well, why am I needed? Right. I'm not. So while they were on that deployment, yeah, so I, yeah. I end up not going. While, while they were on that deployment, the first mm-hmm. sergeant was also horrible, um, lied through his teeth. Yeah. So we had a dude, one of my really good friends. He um, he was very young, probably like 24, 25, 20, 25, 26, one of them. Um, he had a seven-year-old mm-hmm. son who was terminally ill with cancer. He was dying. He got a Red Cross message that said, mm-hmm. he's dying in three days. You need to come home now to say goodbye. 
Yeah. Gave it to first sergeant. Yeah. First sergeant said, no, you're not going home. Three days. I'd passed. twist that dude's head off. Dude, I, that's what I, I would be in prison <laughs> right now. I'd be in prison right now. I would now. twist that dude's head off. Yeah. Right now. Like, that's not. Three days this isn't a conversation. Right. I'm, I'm not asking you. Like, I'm not asking you. Yeah. I'm telling you to find oh me the God. plane to take me home right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's a Red Cross yeah. message. It's not like he, he's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like it's yeah. a Facebook message. This isn't. Um, the, yeah. So three days Dude. pass and his son dies. God. His son passes away. He gets another I, Red Cross I message. Can't. Is this first sergeant still breathing? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Like, Unfortunately, yes. I would have snatched the life right yeah. out of that motherfucker. Well, like, he, so, so he gets the Red Christ, Cross message Dude. to go home because Come his on. son actually passed away. And yeah. then he's finally let, he, he gets to go home. Another <laughs> dude, he's an NCO. His wife was pregnant during the deployment. She was extreme high risk the entire mm. pregnancy. He got a Red Cross yeah. message about her. First Sergeant said no. First Sergeant said, Sergeant Major said no. Now our Sergeant Major was an old yeah, school dude. Like he didn't yeah. he didn't tolerate school. But he yeah. wouldn't do shit like that. He wouldn't do something like that. Right. You know what I mean? So it came yeah. they, they did a uh, command climate survey. So I don't know if that's what you do in the Navy. It's yeah, like, same thing. Yep. Yep. Well, they yeah. what I was told, because I was not there, I was out of the military by then. Mm-hmm. What I was told yeah. was that they thought it was a um battalion one but it was actually a brigade one or they mm. thought it was a company or it was actually a battalion yeah whatever yeah the bc yeah. got all of the complaints all of the gripes all of yeah. all, all of the these are the discrepancies <laughs> and they were like yeah. hold up there was a whole internal investigate everything so well yeah that was gonna be a question too is i was like with with the red cross messages and i would have just like go kick it's indisputable it's, or it is indisputable. yeah like you like you could have launched an investigation before the deox survey ever happened exactly like, yeah, that was so they yeah. had a they had a meeting with all the Great. ncos when they came back from deployment and they they all the ncos who weren't re-enlisting and the guy who had the wife mm-hmm. was an nco the guy who had the child was not an nco but the guy who had a wife was mm-hmm. and he was very vocal so the sergeant major said yo like why of course why aren't yeah. you coming back? And he was like, are you, are you kidding me? Why am I not re-enlisting? Are you serious? You like, people preach you, give it why shit would about I? families. Why would I? That's a better question. And, and, and the whole thing. Fa- yeah. He blatantly told me, and another soldier, we're not allowed to go home to our loved ones when we got a red cross. He didn't right. know any of that. He knew none of it. Yeah. So he was like, yo, what? The-? So the, the end result is the first sergeant, um, he got frocked into the position too. He can make past first yeah. sergeant once and then he can't. So then he'll obviously be phased out. And then the the cap, mm. captain Grawl can make um, major, and then obviously he he can't make past major, so he'll eventually be kicked. That's not a punishment. That's not a punishment. It's it's that's if you, you ended reti- his career, you can retire. So, like you're, what do you do? That's that, not- that dude should have gotten processed out of the military with an uh, like an unfavorable characterization of discharge. And if I'm that sergeant major and I found all that out and you could provide me with documentary evidence for the investigation that would ensue, I would go scorched earth on those guys. Like I I would also, I I think also it it showed his level of leadership when, 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 when I presented the memo saying from the OIC of behavioral health saying I'm not deployable, you're of no use to the army. He said to me, so like, here's my thing with that though. Sure. At Consider that point in time, I get, I get it. Wow. But if you're a good leader and you have a soldier who's been to combat, it's not like we had a, we had a dude who was wrestling and he broke his shoulder and he lied and said it happened on field and he got medically discharged. Right, 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 right. That ain't me, mother. That, that, that's not me. 
I did. Yeah, I'm I've sure. already been more used to the army than you probably will be. Then in you have exactly. And you're, yes, I'm. Yes. I'm a soldier Good getting medical Lord. help for my experiences. Yeah, and you're telling me I'm useless. They were your words. I'm yeah. useless. You're not a good leader. Nothing you can ever say will convince me otherwise. It's that simple. So not a good the person. Leadership. Like you're not a good person. And you are not a, for whatever what reason. You said that is good. evil on the first yeah. sergeant's part. That so, yeah. is yeah. evil. Dude, I don't I don't care if I'm in a leadership position and somebody comes to me and says my son's dying. I don't care what repercussions I get after the fact. Mm-hmm. You're going home. I yeah. don't care. If I yeah. lose my yeah. Yeah. I had an NCO, Sergeant Garrison. Right. He was in for, I don't know, 17 years, some shit like that, 18, 20. However, he was a staff sergeant. Mm. Why? Because he played the game, but yeah, to our yeah. benefit, not to the leadership's benefit. Yeah. He fought for yeah. us from day Dude, one. I, to, the, to this day, I'm shocked I retired in E9 because, like, I used to tell people all the time, I'm probably going to retire chief because I got a big mouth and I will, like, I will go yeah. out of my way, even if I got to do something shady to take care of one, one of my people. You know what I mean? Dude, like, Garrison. Like if I see the resistance. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say if I see the resistance like that from the chain of the chain of command above me, I'm gonna find a way to maneuver around it exactly. and ask for forgiveness. Not really later. That's you know exactly what, I mean? what like, Garrison like, did. Like, well, where are they? And I'd be like, well, they went home and they got an AMCROSS. And Sorry. Just like, I said they couldn't go home. I'm like, whoopsies, you know, like and so just deal with it. When I was on rear di- while they were deployed to Kuwait, Garrison, yeah. Sergeant Garrison is his name. He was um the head NCO. So, Sergeant or, uh, Captain Grawl mess, uh, emailed him from Kuwait specifically about me and said, any chance you can get, kick him out. So what did Garrison do? Yeah. Garrison sent me to the board. So I'm a specialist. That's E4. So he sent me to the promotion mm-hmm. board to get promoted to uh-huh. sergeant after the captain mm-hmm. told him to kick me out. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like... Insane, uh, insane. But yeah, so good. Project Refit. Um, <laughs> Project Refit. Yeah. So we, it's, it's. There's something about the camaraderie. There's something about it's, and mm. it's a cliche saying, but the the misery loves company. We all understand that, yeah, or at least yeah. some of us understand, and we and we we we're beginning to show other people that number one, we're all on different paths in 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 in, yeah. in different steps in the in the process of healing. Um, something mm-hmm. my my very first psychologist at the uh, at the Philadelphia Vet Center, Doctor, excuse me, Doctor Cole. Um, mm-hmm. She's since retired, and I really wish she hasn't. She was so good. Yeah. But she said, "What happened to you? Yeah. Your trauma happened to you as a group. You will not mm-hmm. fix that by yourself. It's impossible. It yeah. is a soul wound. Yeah. So that's a, that. There's physical wounds. There's there's like mental wounds. And great way of saying it. Wound. Yeah. It's a moral that's a wound gr- to you. Great way of articulating it. It's, it's yeah. a, like, it, it is a direct assault on on your beliefs. It's a direct assault mm. on the on, on the very way you think. It, it it contradicts the what what you've believed yeah. your whole life. Yeah. And that is. Look, if you're, I mean, I, I think we're in a, in unique situations because we're both in school for mm. psychology. We're privy to the information. Yeah. I've always been curious throughout my life. These philosophies, right. these, these ways, uh, these ways of thinking, are there names for it? Is it, it yes, that, that yeah. it's literally yeah. philosophy. Like that's, it a, is, it, it's that's a philosophy. big part of it is I, I want the key to the lock. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to see what's behind the curtain and, and to, in an effort to understand what's happening to me better as well as help others. Because like, 
there was a point where I was talking to my psychologist and it was after my brother and the girls. It was like where it was like I didn't trust myself anymore. Like I didn't I was trying to make decisions or reason through things or cope or whatever. But like I didn't have control over my emotions. And then I started to like try to make decisions about certain things. And and part of it was based on him, him untangling some things and exposing some wounds when we were in therapy. But like it was like I was trying to work through the things. Right. But then I was like, I. I, it was like, am I, I, I basically like got, conf, got c- confused about what was real. Like, as far as like, Dude. A- am I, am I making this decision because it's good for me or am I making this decision because I'm trying to avoid something where like, um, like whether it was, I, if I'm going to stay in the military or, um, I was talking about moving, we were going to move to Texas when I retired mm-hmm. and I was starting to like, I was starting to, to d- basically just say, ah, eh, maybe we'll just stay put. And it was like, is that me like isolating in a way where it's easier to stay put and it's easier to not do a hard thing that is actually good for me. I can just hide in my in my dark hole. And you know what I mean? Like and I got to this point where I asked him, I was just like, like, I don't know. I don't know what's right. You know, like when I when I I used to have this like unwavering confidence in my ability to make a decision that I thought was like I had done all the math and this is the best move for me. And I, I had this unwavering confidence in my ability to, to make that analysis and then make a decision. And I got to this place where I didn't feel like I trusted my my re- process of reasoning and then making the decision anymore. And it was like <coughs> when you say like the soul wound thing, it was like, yeah, it was like this weird destabilization of my entire like uh I don't even like consciousness or like or, or myself, whatever my Yeah. Yeah. It was, it like upended my reality. And I was just like, this is, how do you come back from this? Like, where I was just yeah, like, I, I don't trust the, my ability to make any decisions anymore, you know? And it, but yeah, I mean, it's, you say that because that is since improved some, but it's something I actually skipped over. I didn't really want to, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was necessary to go into it, but now that you've brought that up. So I actually, that was, that's one of the, 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 um, stuck points if you will of my ptsd so i was driving Mm -hmm. that first during the first ied right i took my eyes off of the road when the lead vehicle made its turn right right i'm the reason bravo got hurt so 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 bravo bravo got discharged for something different and i take blame for it so in the beginning Mm -hmm. of my therapy i took 100 percent blame because if the first Mm -hmm. concussion didn't happen these thing, the second concussion yeah. wouldn't ha- wouldn't would not have happened. It's right. scientifically, right. you know what I mean? Like I fall, you yeah, fall yeah. on your knees, you don't it's get just, a concussion. And then that means the third yeah. one would not have sent him home. So I take yeah. it, at least in the beginning, I took 100% blame. Now it's more, um, sure. It's more 60, 75. It's, 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 it's on a more realistic, logical sense. Like, yes, I did take my eyes off the road. Yeah. Did I plant the IED? No. Did I know it was there? No. no. But I right, I right. did have a lapse in judgment during my right. while I was operating in my job. That yeah. inherently requires responsibility. That's just it's it's cut and dry for me. You can't. How you much can't, of it? Do, like, and I'm sh- I'm sure I'm not the first person that's ever sure. said this to you, but like, how how like how do you? Like, how do you, how do you, uh, I guess, respond to the, the notion of like, like, yeah, that happened, but also you, 
at that point, and correct me if I'm wrong, like I might have mixed up some details. Yeah, but at that point, you'd been in the army for four months or something. You're brand new to all the things. It's your first, or no, it wasn't your exact first exposure to combat. That was the the very first that mission was, yeah, that you described. Like, about a month before it, but like you, you hadn't been in that long. Like you, how much experience did you really have as a driver? How much mm-hmm. of that is ingrained in you? Because like. There's this thing that happens on, and I'm, it happens in every branch of the service, but like there's this thing that happens in submarines where we just, we drill casualties on a submarine so often that when it really happens, you don't even think, it's you just nature. do stuff. It's second nature. Yeah, like you don't even think. Yes. And so like how, at that point, how much of the, how much of the functionality of drive, because like hindsight's 2020, you can look back and judge the shit out of yourself and assign yourself all this blame and responsibility for doing what was just a completely natural thing that you do. You look at people sure. and you talk to them. Sure. Now there were consequences for this thing that you just do that had you had this huge depth and breadth of experience as a driver in these types of scenarios, you would have probably recognized that at some point as like a, Hey, I shouldn't do this. And then trained yourself to not do it. So right. I think- or maybe someone else recognizes it and trains you not to do it. So then you don't do it. This so is- at what point does that assignment of blame become not like a thing where it's sure. like I didn't know any better. Not I, you know. Like so the, I, my I'm, my 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 argument against that is if somebody mm-hmm. died, that would have been my fault yeah. no matter what. That that would not be a discussion of topic. It would be agreed upon universally that if I'm driving and I look and I turn and an ID blows up and we and somebody dies, at some level. That is my yeah. Point. The circumstance, the circumstance. It's a what? It's it's you, a it, you not a what if game. It's a what if game entirely. Yeah, this. yeah. That's the, that's I get. The yeah, okay, okay. I, I was gonna say because like the circumstance of you not knowing any better. Yes, isn't culpability necessarily, but it the action of you looking away precipitated the you not turning when you should have and then the yeah like right, I, finding I, I, the id me, by me not being able to address that that is a mistake dude it's it's time and place look like we 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 have this yeah, consensus okay, okay. that we are going to die right. you were we where there. you are where you are it's it's the the the, the at-home mannerisms yeah. disappear when you're in combat and that, now that i said that that's another thing i think that um for specifically combat veterans myself included when you're there and you're mm-hmm. And you believe you're invincible, and maybe even after it's been questioned and and, and confronted, um, I feel mm. like we believe that dying there is part of the deal. It's part of the gig. And yeah, you, like like it's going to happen eventually. And if it doesn't, so happen, you just you, don't even worry about it. Because no, not even yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Not even that. We I th- I thought about it often. Okay. <laughs> I didn't worry about it. Okay. But I thought about it often. So I'm thinking of yeah, like when's it going to happen? Kind right, of thing? right. I'm thinking I'm okay. not going to die. Or no, I'm thinking I am going to die. I am. And yeah. I am going to die, and it never happened. Yeah. No, and so then there, you there have are to people deal who don't like have the... that thought one second in their life. They don't have that one. I right. We right. we had to do that. Every I didn't think about besides the fires and stuff. Like I didn't think about it much until I was like lat very so very last shore duty. I was going out on boats to do inspections, so I would ride a boat for like two and a half days. For some reason, it was like I could see the finish line and I was like, this is when it's going to happen. Like, this is when it's going to happen. Something's going to happen on these boats because there was an unknown factor of like, like the boats I was on and I was operating on. It was like I knew that crew. I knew exactly what their level of proficiency and and capability in operating the submarine was. 
when I went out to visit some random submarine crew, and then especially when the inspection wasn't going well, I'm like, if if the supply guys are this terrible, what does this say about like the operational guys Absolutely. that are driving the boat? And oh Absolutely. my God, and like they might find a way to mud dart this thing and then I'm dead. And so I used to think about that a bunch of like how, because I felt like I didn't have any control over anything that was happening. And so I would lay in the rack, like, wait, like, hopefully I get to the last day and I just get to get off this boat. Yep. You know I, mean? yep. I never thought about it when we were in the midst. And I mean, I, I've been on, so there's a bunch of different platforms. You got what we call fast boats, which is like a think like just hunter killer. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go fight other submarines yeah. or sink ships. And then we have ballistic missile submarines, which is you punch holes in the ocean going five knots to nowhere in case World War Three happens. That was my third boat. In the middle, I had the special project submarine. And that's like, can't talk about most of it, but it's like some shit out of the movies, man. Like, I hope someday they make a movie about the Jimmy Carter. And when you get off this, Google it if you're curious and you'll you'll learn enough that it's like it's b- being a part of that. That mission was the most rewarding me, uh, thing I've ever done in my life. Just so I know I'm for sure. Yeah. The right stuff. You know the, what I mean? Yeah. And there's a good book uh, out there that uh, the Navy likes to uh, disavow called called, called Blind Man's Bluff. Uh, it's a book that it's like it was written by, I think, like an investigative journalist that just got a bunch of sailors with security clearances to talk too much. But then the Navy doesn't want to admit any of it's true. Naturally. So it's like Naturally. we can neither confirm nor deny. Well, you know. All I'll say is it's a good book. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, that boat, like though the places we went and the things we did, if I was ever going to fear death in my service, that's when I should have been doing it. And I never even thought about it, man. I was like, so there's just got like doing the thing, you know, when I was talking about this kind of relates to what you're talking about. When I was talking about the tribal mentality, um, and leaning against the spiked board and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm going to talk about this book in a second too. Um, okay. I think that obviously our brain has evolved because of uh, one evolution, two societal norms, ethics, morals, all that kind of that. Over time, your brain evolves. So I think the tribal mentality yeah. that we had, we evolved past that. We don't need that tri- part. We believe we don't need that tribal mentality anymore. Okay, I was going to say, you said we don't need that, and I'm like, I disagree. Society, like, society, and I feel like you do, too. Society but you're feels, saying people, society feels people like think. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, I got, I'm with you. So, hold on. The You were talking about yes, the yes, spike yes, board yes, yes, thing. Yes. And, so yeah, I, think, yeah. I think that when we, anybody in a service field, whether it's combat related mm-hmm. or not, it does. I like that, that is yeah. so irrelevant in this in this conversation. The overall conversation okay. we had, combat is the only thing mm-hmm. I have experience in. So that's that's your it's exactly. your context. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is for anything MST, regular trauma, anything at all. Yeah. So when we're in these service, <laughs> when we're in these service fields, you're you're you unlock, I believe, that tribal brain area, if you will. I have no evidence yeah. for this whatsoever. Yes. This is just a yes. belief of mine. Um, that you unlock that tribal area. Dude, and have you, you ever? Door, you, I don't think you can close that door. And that mm-hmm. is one of the, I, I believe that's one of the feelings. We yeah. Have the level of longing. And so, and, so and, yeah. So when you're removed from it and you hear combat veterans go like, I want to go back. And you're dude, like, I would, what? I, I would like, literally go back the, to Afghanistan yeah. with the group. Even, even the dude, the driver who's <laughs> a piece of shit. I would go for any 30 yeah. minutes. So yeah. there, there's this dude, book. There's this yeah. book. It's called, um, uh, is it? It's by Tribe or whatever by Sebastian Younger. No, no, no. It's by Dr. Edward. No, I was going to ask you if you'd ever read that. 
Doctor what? But it's by I don't I'm not a huge reader. You have to, it has to catch me. But this yeah, is okay. it's, it's called okay. it's, it's by Doctor Edward Tick. It's called um I believe Edward it's Tick. called Returning um the Warrior's Soul Returning the Soul from War. I believe. So like when I say I'm not a reader and you got to catch me, I literally mean in the first page. If mm-hmm. you do not catch me, I'm not reading the book. Okay. So the got very <laughs> very very first paragraph. Now I I started reading this when I was mm-hmm. in, starting in therapy, so I was curious. So it caught me. Um, But he says, Odin, the Norse god, everybody knows who Odin is, Thor's father, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. He gave his eyeball for wisdom. That was his sacrifice. I will give my eyeball for infinite wisdom, infinite knowledge. What if we think about PTSD as our eyeball that we are giving for infinite knowledge? Yes, we may be in post-traumatic stress, but there's also Mm post-traumatic growth. And you can, right. I think that, that, that the level in which we can grow anybody, anybody who's been through trauma, you can, you can, mm. how am I trying to word this? Your brain is unlocked in ways that a person who has not experienced trauma will never be yeah. unlocked until yeah. they experience trauma. You, you, you inherently right. learn resilience and things like things similar to that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at first and maybe it may be, ta- it may take years. And for some people it may never happen, but yeah. You're putting work into it, it's that that's what it builds. And I, I really think talking. Yeah. And go ahead. Even 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 the the I feel like you unlock that part of your brain just through the shared adversity of military service. Like I don't even. Yes. Because like you were saying, like, like not everybody gets shot at or blown up. But I know ex- I, I know exactly what you're talking. Yes. About. And so I'm like the the there there have been moments, so many moments where and I was just talking to a girl in my uh, I mean I'm early early on I'm in psych 101 to getting prereqs out of the way because nice, nice, I've never nice. done any psychology. I'm literally classes. I just started my bachelor so I'm like I'm just okay, getting yeah. like intro to philosophy um uh, persuasion yeah. uh, logic of reasoning statistics I, I, I will I'll leap forward because I already I have so much college credit yeah, and yeah, like yeah. a bachelor's degree already so like I once I get the prereqs out of the way I'll You're be like in the junior and senior yeah. level courses but there's a, a really young girl that was behind me in class today that said something about um laughing because like laughing because you can't cry or whatever and i'm like you just that sense is how i got through my whole military career and she's like huh and i was like i was like laughing when you and when you want to cry it's like it's i can't cry i'm i got shit to do i don't i don't have time to cry so we just laugh and i was like so when you're in these super super stressful just mind-bendingly stressful situations i can't stop moving i can't stop doing the thing and so like i'm conditioned but you have you, yeah, you have, but you have that structure of uh, uh, that support structure or, or, of that tribe around you, and so you all just kind of collectively lean on each other, and we all are laughing through the pain. And it's I can't tell like, you how many times um, <laughs> Captain Grohl, for instance, did something. We were just yeah. like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. You know, like what do we? How do right. we? Right, you're just it's like, yeah. I, I can't tell you that even the in senior leadership positions, I would, I would come out of uh, so like the the every ship and and command or whatever we have this area called the chief's mess which is where all the senior ncos hang out and it's kind of mm-hmm. like a dividing line thing sure. that we we don't got to go down that rabbit sure, hole sure. but um it's it's uh I'll, I, we'd be in there and so like the cob or cmc is it, or and maybe even the cox are in there kind of telling us like hey this is what's going on this is the thing we have to go do and you know, and there were moments where we were collectively all just like, that's a stupid idea. And we would say, like, this is a not a good idea. Here's why. Here's the the prime, like the first order and second order effects yep, that yep, are going to yep. negatively impact the crew that hasn't slept in a week and blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, and they're just like, yeah, well, whatever. We're doing it anyway. And you're just like, oh, God. 
So then you walk out to like your work center and you're like, you gather everybody up and you're like, you can't help but like have this just like grin on your face of like, just like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Here's what the, and here's dude, what the carnival is going to do today. That you know I've, I mean? I've, I've tried to like, I've tried to verbalize this and I've never really had a tangible like thought for it. So this, so for me mm. specifically, when I'm in a negative place mentally, I get a chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I get, I get arrogant. I get like, all right, mother, all right, I, I and it would make sense to me that some of it derives from that, from yeah. from that like just accepting situations like that. Like I'm, a, I'm an overtly negative person, but in a logical and rational sense. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I am not. I, I'm not I often refer to myself as like form. a like a nihilist like i'm i'm a pessimist a nihilist all those things and it's like i try to be not that but but, but i don't but, I don't, but my too, brain too much scar tissue man look, like I, I can't i can't i can't <laughs> lie to myself so that's why i struggle with a lot of therapies because a lot yeah. of different like certain therapy approaches are truly you trying to convince yourself to believe a different thing but if i know i'm feeling pain yeah I can't lie to myself and say it's not happening or something similar to that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And it's probably, probably going to make you a way better therapist, man. Like when you're in the position of being a psychologist, whether it's, and I'm curious, like what, what field of psychology are you, are you oh, trying I, to I, I, I intend to fully work with combat what's, veterans. What's the plan? Yeah. I mean, combat. Well, so be- like, but are you going to like, so like the clinical psychology path, like often involves research and stuff. Or are you doing like a side D or, or- I'm stopping at my master's, counseling. so I'm going to get my mental, my my oh, so mental just, health counseling, and then get, and get my LPC. Yeah, and just yeah, yeah. Okay. Do that at some point. Yep. At some okay. point, maybe I might. But like, I just yeah. went through a, a, a one of my intro psychology classes last semester was um psychology as a practice and profession, and she's a doctor mm-hmm. in organizational psychology. Um, so mm-hmm. she she said it. She's like, look, if if you don't care about the title, don't get, and you're not planning on doing research. Yeah. Don't, don't bother. The doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't get, right. I don't care about research. I care about implementing what I believe helps people see what they need to see yeah. in order to yeah, overcome yeah. the things they're going through. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm like a lot of psychotherapy, both. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm both. I, I definitely, I definitely want to do uh, counseling with veterans because I just feel like I just have to. Yes. Like I, yes. I, I, I might want to dabble in research. Like if I, if I'm working because I have yeah. my own beliefs, like I said about the tribal mentality mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think right. that I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you have articulated ideas and, 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 also, your context, it's just like, I think you'd be really valuable in that space, to be honest with you. Appreciate you. Like, <laughs> I, I think you'd have uh, just such a unique worldview, but it's not like you couldn't express that in other ways, too. Like, sure. Like doing stuff like this and, I mean, writing and whatever. Like, you don't, it's not like you have to be a doctor of psychology to write about psychology. So, um, no, that's I think it's amazing. You could, it's definitely amazing. You could be involved in research too. I like you would just need a dork like me around with a PhD right, that, exactly, to do it. Exactly. So, even yeah, if yeah, even yeah, if I'm sure. the subject of the research experiment and I'm working with, and I know yeah, the, yeah. you know what I mean. I'm I'm so open to anything like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, you should write, dude. I don't know if it's a thing you do, it's but like not. I have, a, I started. I have, doing, a, I have a, like um, <laughs> my like I said, my issues with my father, but he wrote a book, so I have like this like this like I'm not I'm oh like you're like allergic. Yeah, to like <laughs> like I can't do it. I think honestly, man, yeah. I think at some point, I think once I grow past that and I grow past like the anger and stuff, yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. that subject. I think um, 
I think it would be beneficial for some people just the way I have, because I've had people, I, all right. So this is the other thing you mentioned imposter syndrome earlier and I suffer from it mm-hmm. exceptionally. Um, uh, okay. uh, I, what you said about not trusting yourself. I do not, tr- I will, I don't mm. like shooting firearms anymore. I simply just do not trust myself, period. I do mm. not think I'm qualified anymore. I have too much anxiety. My brain's in it. I'm not focused on what needs to be focused on the gun. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So with that comes, I mean, even in leadership situations, I question whether I am capable yeah. of being a leader in, in, especially with the nonprofit. But I mean, I'm speaking from experience and like, that's, that's what yeah. I have. Um, but hold on. I squirreled there for a second. I had a really good point. It's all good. We're, we're talking about the writing mechanism oh, and then oh, you, yeah. you went into imposter so, so syndrome. I, don't, I, I struggle with compliments. That's why like I laughed when I said, Hey, appreciate okay. that. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do too, man. Like I, like they're unexpectable. <laughs> like, uh, My girlfriend, I've we are, mm-hmm. our, our January Friday was our, our last week was our three year anniversary. Mm. Even her to this day complimented me. It feels disgusting. Yeah. It feels dirty yeah. and fake. I know she means I yeah. don't believe it. So I, like <laughs> my my purple heart. So I got a purple heart for that first mm. IE date. So this is something yeah. I struggle with because I do not believe that I deserve that purple mm. heart. To me, my injuries yeah. did not amount to the injuries that, excuse me, a purple heart requires. Um, right. So the only reason I bring that up because I, I, I know there's other – other people out there who struggle with that. I mean, they may not necessarily, like, if I didn't get shot or my legs aren't missing or my arm's not missing or something isn't physically yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah. me that you can say, yes, you deserve that purple heart. I don't believe I yep. deserve it. Now I had burns, right. I had back issues from it. Right. I have TBIs, I have PTSD. So there are certain things, but mm. there is definitely a, a very, l- sure. to this day, still a very large element of, am I good enough? Did I? Right, right. So like something, something I, I don't think a lot of people talk about. And I think toxic leadership, in any situation, I believe are the people who peaked in high school, and that's it. And they peaked there. <laughs> Uncle Uncle Rico's. The Uncle Rico, exactly. The Uncle Rico's, <laughs> and they find a sense of power and belonging and camaraderie and tribal mm-hmm. aspect. But they are in charge of it, and they get to meddle with whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, damn, man, it's the TBI is kicking in now. I don't think I don't think they understand. So like when they're put in charge of those groups, like. I don't really think they know what it means. You know, like, like I don't think they, they, I don't think that for, for whatever reason. And it's, it's, it's odd that they don't, but I don't think like how you were talking before about them unlocking that portion of their brain and giving the eye for wisdom. I don't think that, I don't think that happened for them for, for whatever the barrier was. Like, I don't know. I think to some extent with that, it's, 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 and I really, I'm going to regret saying this, but I really feel it. I think, a very large player in it is intellectual capabilities. I think some people just, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, just some of, some of it. I mean, anybody can, I can, yeah. you know what I mean though? There, there yeah. is an element of, uh, yeah. of ignorance yeah. of, of, of not being yeah. capable of learning that knowledge because and that's what I mean. Like whatever closed place your mind is in <laughs> that, that it, that it's, yeah. it's almost yeah, yeah, yeah. unintelligent for it. Not even almost, it is like we said, evil. It's unintelligent to be mm. that way towards someone when that does, I get, look, I get like for the mission. I get like, mm. like, um, uh, uh, if I get shot and there's three of them that are shot, they're taken care of first because they have sensitive info. I get that. But mm. that's not what any of this was. This was failure of leadership. Right. It's that simple. The Vanessa Gillian, yeah. uh, 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 the Fort Hood thing. I always mess up her last name. Yeah. That was yep, purely, yep. Uh, yeah. purely evil. A failure in leadership. Yeah. Well, evil. Yeah. That's not even a question. 
I don't right, know. Yeah. I don't know how your people did it, but she went three days without being con- like they. Bro, when I watched the documentary on her, I was watching it with my wife. I was like, within an hour, I'm calling police stations if, if and hospitals we, if, looking there, for my there people. There are accountability check-ins for a reason. They, yeah, like you it's, don't make it like that long. Certain units ever. do accountability and certain units don't. That is no, a military-wide yeah. thing. We need to know where you're at, when right. you're at, in case we need to do shit. That, yep. that but, team but leader. I care that so much about my people, lied. dude. That team yeah, leader lied like and within, said that, that they, they, they got the all up from her and that she checked in. No, she didn't. Right, she was right, dead. right. I would have been panicking, dude. Like two hours like I'm, I'm showing up at your house immediately. I'm panic, panic searching for you, and I'm raising the alarm. This is the other part because, like, like me looking and me raising the alarm with the chain of command, and now everyone's looking is yes. a different thing. Yeah, because then it's like then I've got so many like resources searching for this yes. person. And but like, I mean, yeah, I'm not not to even put it in this light, but then it's not it's not all on you at that point. That that right, that's a lot right, of stress right. and, and shit that goes with that. But if you're for letting sure. the higher command know, hey which is your job as a team leader and or squad leader is to let your superiors yeah. know that you are not accountable for one of your soldiers. Mm-hmm. I need, yeah. It, that, 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 I don't even want the, to get into that. That was we the could, part. We could do that for an hour. We could do that leapt, for an hour. Yeah, yeah. That was the part that leapt out at me immediately. It was just like, how do you not know where she is for three days? Like, that's not real. That's not a thing that happens. I don't believe for a second insane. that a functional it's leadership insane. structure. It's yeah, come on, dude. Like, so I, I want to yeah, I I explain the Zooms busy. really quick just in case um, people are interested, just so people know how they definitely, work. Definitely. Um, yes. So like I said, they're Monday and Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern until roughly mm-hmm. around midnight. They're topic-based. So we have topics picked, but we may not get to the topic. So what we do in there is okay. there's rules. There's four rules. Okay. Um, number one, it's um, respect the moderator's decision to guide the conversation. We are people who have strong personalities. We are people who like to talk. So mm-hmm. basically in the Zoom, hey, I'm the moderator. Right now, Mo's the moderator. Bruno's the moderator. Whoever it is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're talking right. to you right now. Then when I'm done, to, uh, respect that. Mm-hmm. Respect, you know what I mean? That It's simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Number two, there is, and I love to emphasize this because people like to challenge it, zero, <laughs> zero tolerance in racism, homophobia, anything derogatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are vet. We are. We're yeah. vulgar. Curse. Curse all you want. We're right, even on it. our live streams. Yeah. Curse all you want. We're not going to tell you not to curse, mm-hmm. but you will not say something. You know, and there's a line. Don't cross the line. Yeah. It's that simple. If you do, oh, yeah, you, and you, you know exactly where it is. We like, can never help. Yeah, you. like okay. it's that simple, and we want to. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, number three. Right. It's happened a couple times here. Couple. A lot of us have brain issues, whether it's ADHD, PTSD, anxiety, TBIs, anything. Yeah. You talked about cancer, the medications that come from it, the recovery, your brains. Mm. We're going to forget what we're saying. Yeah. We re- refrain from interrupting. It's right. Awesome. Just don't try not to interrupt. Like we interject. Yeah, yeah. We interject. But so something that'll happen is um, like obviously people interject. Obviously people interrupt. It's hard not to bring me as long as you're going to bring me back to what I was talking about. We're good. Like and you've done it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, what were we just talking yeah. about? Boom, boom, boom. So the fourth rule is. Yeah, yeah, we both, we're both like, yeah, I get excited. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Um, the fourth yeah. rule is that if you are yeah. a clinician, which we soon will be, um, this is not, yeah. like, you can be here, but you will not diagnose here. You will not try and treat here. You won't, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. peer Don't, to peer That's not what we're support. doing. Like, yeah. Cut and dry. Cut and yeah, dry. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yep. Something we just did. We have the uh, we had the um, University of Pennsylvania of Osteo. Mm, I'm so bad. My memory is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they all right. Some doctor of some form. Yeah. So 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 Sarah, they they, <laughs> they they reached out to us and they asked if they so they are going to be doctors in the future and they are going to work with veterans in the future. Yeah. So they asked if they could come on the Zoom okay. and see how we interact with each other and how we talk to each other, so that they can okay. look. The, the the way I and the way I explained it to the dudes is to the the guys and for anybody listening. When I say dudes or guys, it's asexual. It's not. It's not men. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. men. It's, it's we are in the it's in the military. It is a it is a cohesive unit. I do the same regardless thing, yeah. of sex, gender, whatever yeah. you want to say. So, got, uh, dudes, guys is asexual. Um, so yeah. I said to them like, "Yo, like in re- and they already had this belief. This wasn't me convincing them, but our right. biggest issue is people don't understand us. I'm exhausted talking to people mm-hmm. who don't. Yep. If I was a veteran who didn't have access to the VA or the vet center, and I was talking to um, a civilian therapist, I have to explain every single acronym. Yeah. I have to explain every single yep. detail. <laughs> even tonight, yeah. even tonight, we've covered, I gotta get him a code book. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Tonight we've covered fifty different yeah. topics. I have not had to go in depth. Right. If I do have to, that's not a burden to me. But it makes right, the right. process easier when I don't have to. When um, I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to decode everything for you. Yes. Um. So, so they came on, and it was, it was the one of the greatest zooms, and we've been doing it since 2020. It's one of the greatest zooms we've had. We mm. had more people come on. They were, they were. Um. We never actually got to the topic. Oh, that's the other thing. So we do a, a red, yellow, green kind of system. So say you come okay. on. Hey man, like where are you at? Like red, yellow, green. It could be in the middle, okay. orange, whatever it is. Where are you, and why? I love that, dude. Yes, I it, love it, that. Well, it makes I you, and that. if. So, so we'll, we'll purposely that and the app too, dude, yeah. you got you, this, the stuff you guys are doing, it's, rev- is dude, like, it's revolutionary. We are the, just, it is. And now, now, I, it's thing. blowing my fucking mind. We are the dude. only like, nonprofit like this that exists. There, are, there is no I other nonprofit like this out there. And I'm not saying that because I'm like trying to bump us up or anything. It's a, it's a fact. I think it's insane. So I think it's insane that that's true, but I, I think it's, yeah, I know. it's insane that, that a couple of dudes that were just combat vets from the army figured this out. And, and a like, civilian, it and, makes and sense a civilian, a straight up civilian with no yeah. service record whatsoever. But like, you're not, so like you're pursuing it, but like, you're not a clinician. You're not a psychologist. You're not a mental health professional. You're not, you're just a combat vet. And it's like the, it's, it's counterintuitive, but also kind of makes a little bit of sense that you guys seem to have solved something that, I bet you when it when it catches fire, like I'm sure it will, it's like mental health professionals are going to be like, damn, we probably should have been like, you know what we I mean? Actually, Almost like, ah, how did I miss that? We actually you know I mean? had a, um, a meeting with one of the local universities um, and uh, we talked to like one of the head doctors of the university, runs all the research programs, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, we're trying to get into school like we're. Yeah. We're a nonprofit, so we survive on fundraising and donations and grants, yep. and and, yep. and it's hard to get grants. So we're looking to get yeah. involved with universities because, dude, volunteer mm-hmm. hours, clinical experience, like sitting in these they zooms know that too, is yeah. clinical experience. Um, yeah. So so and he he said it. He's like, don't you change 
anything that anything. you're doing. Yeah. He said, you're you doing are, things wow. we will never be able, we will never be able to do because of who we are, because of what we represent. Right. Dude, look, right. It's, it's, it's as simple as this. Acc- and we're, accessing that audience. We are not, like, we are not VA trust. You know what I mean? Like, like the VA yeah. does, even yeah. if they sponsor us at some point, they will never have a direction. They will never have a, 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 right. a, a right. direction. Um, that okay. is appealing. We, it's it's we are grassroots. Right, it's right. us for us. You know what I mean? Like it it it, it truly right. isn't. I I feel like for people, military and for and first responders, when you add a corporate entity to it, when you add mm-hmm. the, the the powers that be, it cheapens yeah. the value of the product. Because therapy is a product. Whether you want to look at that, it's it is something you are giving people. It is is it a service you're yeah. giving people? Yeah. You're cheapening that, mm-hmm. and that is such a powerful thing that yeah. that changes people's lives. It betters people's lives. Mm-hmm. It makes people grow and become the the better, if not the best, them they could be. Um, so yeah, it, it it just very it was very intriguing that he said uh, that he admitted that that it's I, my I, we will never be able to do yeah. what we do. It's that's it is that simple. I well, it and it it's. It's that simple because like, so when I started this podcast, when I, I, I was on active duty, it was, I've been doing this for about seven years. So I was an E seven, uh, on that instructor duty and you know, like recognize the need for leadership development, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But like when I was thinking about, I'm like, when I settled on a podcast, I was like, cause I, I thought that I, like, I want to reach these people where they are and they have their phone welded to their hand all the time. So that's I got to reach them through that mechanism. Yep. But I didn't want my face and name on it for two reasons. The, the one of them was um I didn't want it to be a look at me project. Like I didn't want it to well, I didn't want anybody to be able to say I was getting anything out of it other than yeah. the satisfaction of helping these sailors. Yes. But then also accessing those sailors as a chief in the navy. So like uh, and and I'm sure it's the it to an extent in every branch of service it's like this, but in the Navy we have a gigantic problem with uh, trust in the senior NCO core. In, yeah, in yeah, the no, Navy. yes, like, yes, they yes. Just hate us. So it's like that's for me to access board, my, you know. Yeah, for me to access my target audience, I was like, I have to be able to earn their trust. How do I do that? Part of it is that I don't want them to be able to to call it a look at me project, but it's like just to to earn the to have any credibility with this, these people and to earn their the trust of of accessing them where they're in receive mode of for this leadership development stuff instead of just saying like like this asshole's just you know trying to get a, a fit rep bullet or, interject- or an award or whatever. Sure, absolutely. I agree and disagree. So I I disagree okay. because if you're a good leader, that's going to happen naturally. So yes. And no, so like I think that now it does it's irrelevant because I I took the time to establish the credibility. And so what ended up happening was and and you might be right, like had I done it this way the whole time, I'm I may have still been able to access them. I just at the time I had this fear that because I was a chief, all these junior sailors were just gonna be like, nope, done. Like that's the like that you're you're gonna talk to me about leadership, really? Like they, I just, and, and to an extent I was, I was no right with certain people yeah. either way. However, I, I may, maybe I could earn that credibility by having put my face and name on it at the beginning. Maybe not, but I just, I kind of just erred on the side of caution. Cause I was like, I want to do everything. I, that was the other thing. Go ahead. So, so I, I, I don't think, I, and I don't think cause you were a high up leader. I don't think 
and correct me if I'm wrong and don't take offense. Mm-hmm. I don't think you guys understand the weight you actually carry. Like, like when I, when I was in, I compared myself to my leaders and they weren't getting help. They were strong. So when I started seeing like start Gunny, he was open about his stuff. Right. When I started see when I would see leaders I admired and respected doing things I knew were good for them, mm-hmm. that rubbed off on me. Yeah, but and vice versa. When there was a bad leader drinking too much or whatever, right. I follow suit with that. Too. That worked. So I, I being a good leader and starting this. Yeah, I get the not putting your image. It worked, and I agree with that. It, it worked in real life, like the, what you're describing. Like, so if I have direct access to that person on a daily basis, and I can lead by example, and I can do all the things, it's like then it works. But like in order to get them to take the time out of like of their own volition and and their free time to voluntarily engage with me through this platform, not having, not knowing anything about me other than a little bio. I have not having that person. Right. That's why I thought I need to make this, I need to make the barrier to entry as easy as as humanly possible. And then what ended up happening when I gained a, a following was those people started like, uh, sharing it and it almost like uh, co-signing like no this dude's different yeah. and so then like because yeah. I had somebody invite me to post the podcast on Reddit which uh, is the wild west everybody's anonymous and yeah. they're very yeah. very willing to tell you how much they think you're a piece of shit because you're a chief in the navy and blah 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 but yeah, what sure. would happen was sure. like those people that wanted to flame me not knowing what it was before I even got to the comments section, I had listeners defending me. No, this dude's different. Go actually listen right, before you right. start just trashing right. it. And so then it was like it did a different thing. So now it's like, and now I, like I waited until I was retired to start doing video and put my face on it. I still don't use my name. It's more symbolic than anything else at this point, but it's like, I don't want it to, I don't want it to be about me. Cause it's not, it's not about me. Right, exactly. I'm doing this for you. Like, exactly. and that's the only reason I'm doing it. Um, I yeah. echo that belief, especially with like, with Refit. Like mm. we 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 started it with my story, yeah. So that was also something that I didn't take into consideration at the mm. time. So I've told my story thousands yeah. of times, and I'm at a point, and I've been at a point where I don't know if I've exhausted the meaning of the words, mm. but not in a in a sense where I've processed it. I've just exhausted what those words mean, so it just means nothing to tell that story. Or which I know it's not true because, like yeah. I said in the beginning, or, or whatever, I might be a little. I'm I'm, I'm going to be thinking about this for the next couple of days just because of how much I've talked yeah. about. So it's not true, um, but it, it's it's a it's a struggle, um, um, a, a balancing mm. act. I feel. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like I I uh, there's a in your ability to access this audience is is what you described with like the de- the coding part where it's like it's like they know that you they know you get it like and and if you if yeah. you consider the like almost like the the polar opposite ends of the the military that you and I were on and our how wildly different our experiences were and yet like you and I can have this conversation and like uh, to yeah. a large extent I don't got to explain anything and, to you you don't got to explain anything to me never talked yeah ever Ever. We've never spoken before, and we've been talking for what? Almost three hours yeah, now. Two and a half. The other yeah. thing that surprised me was I had so like I've obviously I served with people, mm-hmm. and they obviously see that Project Refit exists. Yeah. So I had one dude who he was doing coke, he was smoking weed, mm-hmm. he was drinking ex or no, he wasn't. He was drinking excessively, yeah. um, and he got out, and he was still doing it. His wife didn't know about his PTSD. His parents didn't Jeez. know about his PTSD. 
and he started seeing he would he would he would watch a couple of the live zooms see what we talk about see how it is he would see the motivational posts we he would just see the stuff we do right and he messaged me one day and he said hey man i just need you to know like that's what helped me. I, I, yeah. I don't drink anymore. I, I only smoke weed medicinally. Um, he started, a, he started an Instagram page for breakfast stuff. He started a t-shirt. He's him. doing a whole bunch of Hell stuff, yeah. but I also had a dude who was in a very bad place. And he called me at five. It was like three thirty, four thirty in the morning Ooh. for me. Um, gun in mouth. Like he was yeah, ready yeah. to do it. And he knew that he just knew what he knew what it was. Yeah. He knew the element that that whether it's me bringing it, whether it's James bringing it, whether it's somebody else, Mo, TJ, somebody. We we bring a certain level of comfort. Yeah, and I think that's paramount in in yeah, in, in processing your look. I've and yeah. this is nothing. To, I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to go too far on it. But I've always found this is me personally. Ooh. You can judge what you want. But I have found that I respond better in therapy when I have a female therapist. Yeah. There is something about their nurturing. Now, this is not, I'm not trying to generalize. Right. Obviously, not all right. females. And obviously, there are male female therapists out there who are also nurturing. Right. My personal experience from, from the therapist I have engaged with, mm-hmm. the female ones have given me the the larger amount of growth, if you yeah. will. Um, just like I said, that, that that level of nurturing, and I think we bring that. Um, with their, the the bravado right. is not there. It is there, but in a joking manner, like we talked about right. the laughing, right? The gallows, and even that's important. But even the recognition of like I went, so I started college. I'm I'm in a so I'm in Washington State, uh, and I like I'll leave the school name out of it, but I, it's a very um, so very liberal state, and it's not a I'm not passing judgment. I'm just Same. describing. So very liberal state, yes. very, very liberal college campus that is uh, like there's a lot of discussion about all of the uh, all of the things like anti-racism, controversial all, topics yeah. that are going on. Right. right. Now, yeah. And, and um, what was interesting was like and I'm 40 and like and I'm in one like psych 101 and all this stuff. So like you're in a college class with 18 year old kids. kids. Yeah. So then I. Yeah. But I, it was like the first or second time I was on campus for class. Um, I'm doing like the chapter 31 VR and E stuff to fund the college. And so yep. I was having issues like I'm still waiting on a counselor. Yeah, dude, I was, been three, I was still it's been three months. we can talk about that when we're done. Like, yeah, I had I've had to go to war with them. But um, so I went up there to talk to uh, I went to the student veterans center or whatever to talk to yes, ask yeah. a question like, hey, what do I do? Like tuition's due in 10 days. This guy like isn't even calling me back like blah, blah, blah. And so but it was like I walked in. It's like it is before I even said a word. I saw the kid and I was just like, you're me. Like I saw myself in him. He's an army veteran. Yeah. Like younger than me, cool kid. Like, I don't even remember his name, but I shook his hand and it was like immediate recognition. And I, I, I felt like these are like, this is, I felt at home. I like, these are my people. Like yes, I immediately yes. felt comforted yes. this is my tribe. and it's like, not as an extreme of an example, obviously, but I just immediately felt comfort comforted that like, Oh, thank God. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, and I think like, like I'm saying, I think that element of comfort yeah. is required Yeah, for sure. Required for sure. In healing. So yeah, yeah, man, just makes sense. I feel like this is an opportune time to wrap up, even though I feel like I could talk to you for yeah. fucking ever. Um, I know, and we can do it again. Absolutely. Now, like, like you said, you can come on the zooms whenever you Absolutely. want. And, and these, 
But this is the type of conversation we have in the Zoom. Yeah, I would. So actually, let me back to that really quick before we wrap yeah, up. Yeah. So for people who want to join the Zoom, projectrefit.us is our website. Okay. If you go awesome. on there, you'll, you, the first thing the window that pops up is so you can be uh, get subscribed to our newsletter. Mm-hmm. Do that. It's beneficial. It's not spam. It's not corny. Um, and then right when you right when you put your email in and get out of that window, the first thing you see on the bottom left of that screen is join Zoom. Okay. If it's 9 p.m. Eastern on Monday or Friday, mm-hmm. you click that, it'll take you right to okay. us. Um, if you don't want your camera on, don't turn it yeah. on. If you don't want to talk, don't talk. If you don't want your real name there, make up a name. Hit us up in the chat. Yep. You know what I mean? Hit me up if you see me in the remote. Hit us up. Let us know like you're, because people pop in with like, it'll say iPhone. Mm-hmm. And like when we're doing the the red, yellow, green that I said, like it's, hey, iPhone, what, what do you, let me know your name. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you don't want to talk, you don't have to talk. It's, it's, there's no pressure in this whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I think, I think the Zooms yeah. for people who are looking for a group to belong to like-minded. It doesn't get political. Mm-hmm. We're apolitical. Mm-hmm. We don't, it's, it's, we, we, we still, we talk about the important things. Yes. Yeah, that's politics. Yep. Politics. That's not what we're doing. Tend to <laughs> be. Yeah. People in your everyday life. We're talking about our experiences and, and ways we can grow past them and, and, and better ourselves in the, in the future in all honesty. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the zooms. Um, if you want to volunteer, same thing on the website, mm-hmm. there's a volunteer tab. So we used to, we would have people coming up, but we want to volunteer. There's too many things. Yeah. So on the volunteer tab is a Google document and you fill out information and it basically, you tell us where you think you will benefit mm-hmm. us in helping. You know what I mean? So there's like cyber command that's online stuff. There's driving our mobile base for us. There's finding non, there's finding like Christina, finding podcasts for yeah. me to come on yeah. to tell my story. Shout out to Christina. Story. You're the bee's knees. Thank you was, so much. Yeah, this Our is, volunteers are so I'm so glad not, this happened, which, dude. Like, this is, yeah. It, this wasn't, it, this, this really, truly was amazing. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be hopping on the Zoom tonight just because of how late yeah. it is. So that's actually something I want to address really quick. Okay. So it's something I've talked about with, and then we can wrap it up. It's something I talked about with my um with my therapist. So I our Zooms used to be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mm. from 9 p.m. until whenever they ended. Yeah. There was no end point. Mm. So for somebody who's still dealing with their issues, right. to hear an unfettered amount, it's, a lot. it's too yeah. much. So I limit myself to about an hour, hour and a half on Friday nights for the Zoom because okay. I'm school Monday and Wednesday, so the Monday nights I can't do. Yep, yep. So it's already been up for an hour now, so they'll probably be wrapping it up in a half hour, hour, um, depending on who's on. So I'm probably right. not hopping on tonight. I may hop on just to see who's on there, Okay. but I won't be staying. So if you want to hop on, like I said, I'll at, be on at there. At this point, be- I'm, on, I'm in the same boat as you. I got to go do something. And yeah, yeah like, I, yeah, but it's, I, it's I will, late, I will jump on some uh, coming up, especially because yeah. so just so you know, the, the Friday one is, yeah. is really the one I'll be on, okay. especially because the semester literally just started Wednesday for okay. me. Um, the Monday ones, I'm not going to, I can't touch the Monday yeah. ones. Um, so yeah. Dude, this was amazing. This was incredible. I'm going to evangelize the shit out of this uh, for you. I appreciate and, you. Oh, that's the other thing. When our app is up and running, yeah. we have resor- resources too. So your podcast, we can put on, on the app. Oh. So people just scroll. Sick. Right. Exactly. It's, you're a veteran. Dude, it's a veteran. Owned, it's a, even if you're not a Sign nonprofit. Sign me up, dude. Like, yeah. Throw I'm, you on there and get you out there absolutely. also. You know what I mean? It's mutually beneficial. Well, and f- oddly enough, so like the goal of, of a goal of mine now that I'm retired is I want to like expand the platform, create more resources, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so as it's evolving, yeah. one of the things I'm trying, I'm working on right now and it's, it's 
gaining steam really quickly is is pulling people under the umbrella of of DGUT's podcast and having them generate their own podcast, whether it's recurring or a one off and making it like a repository where I'm getting different perspectives yeah. and different themes and whatever. And so I have a young lady that is working with a so she has access to a, a clinical psychologist a chaplain and uh one of the senior ncos is finishing her phd in, in psychology as well and they've been doing these like health and wellness projects within her there she's in the intel community and she wants to start yeah, a podcast yeah. doing focus on mental health blah 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 and i'm gonna publish could it. you connect us yeah 100 percent. yeah like she's gonna she's working on starting it now and i'm kind of mentoring her through it but oh, the, i'm gonna oh, start publishing cut out for a second. what's up oh i thought you said i thought you said the, the audio cut out oh, for it, it, but it's we're good. It, okay. okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, so she's going to start doing a mental health themed podcast that I'm going to publish but even, on my platform. Even the, even the chaplain, like, I, I, I want to get involved. So that's one of the end goals for Ooh. me, right? For well, even all of us at Project Reef, but yeah. me specifically because I experienced it. Mm. The transit, the, how you spoke, the transition process, mm. that five day workshop where they show you what you get for retirement and mm. how to make a resume. Yeah. It's all, none of it matters. None of it is beneficial for anybody who isn't retired. Right. Right. So I want to be in that workshop in every branch. Okay. This is it. And I don't want, I don't want no little one hour speech. Half the day yeah. is Project Refit saying like, yo, these are the options you have when you get wow. out. These are the resources and not just Project Refit, all yeah. the other nonprofits we've partnered with, the, your podcast. Mm. These are resources for you to listen to, yeah. invest in, not financially, emotionally, in intellectually, just yeah. to the transition process is the worst process. It's the it's the worst part of it. Yeah. It's getting out and, and losing losing your purpose. Yeah. It's being a, it's a it's a sense of abandonment. Mm. So if you're provided, look, I get how Zooms aren't for everybody. I get the I get the group chat mm. shit isn't for everybody. But just right. si just sitting like you did in in the in the motor pool or whatever, and and bullshitting, that's for everybody. Yep. And that happens yeah. in the Zooms. So yeah, yeah. I, I just I just feel like it's. It, I don't want to say it's the missing piece. I don't want to say it's the pill we're all looking to to, to find the key to unlock. But I really think Dude, it, in, I, in 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 the in the conversation of soul wound, in the conversation of having a a hole a a a, a hole that be, losing your purpose and your mm. and your people to belong with created. I think this at least begins to show you how to mend the hole. Yeah. It may not it may not mend the hole. Right. But it allows the process. And the other thing is, we are just an addition to therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had it's people not a replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Builds, it's exactly, it's not a replacement. We've right. had people come on and say, "I stopped therapy." No, 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 no. Please, we don't. are just an addition. Unless Talk about you're us in therapy. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying everybody needs. Right. Like, I will right, be right. in therapy for the rest of my life yeah. because I, I, I see the benefit mm -hmm. for me. That's not for everybody. Yeah. But to, to, to say I'm done therapy because this because, works yeah, better. Yeah. That's not true. We're not. Yeah, yeah. We are not clinicians. Right. We are not trained professionals. Right. We are not certified in any in anything mm. really. It's experience. It's empathy. It's critical listening. Mm. It's it's just caring about another human being. Is this is the way it is? Yeah, dude, I love it. I I can't wait to <laughs> yes. I can't wait to push this out. Um, when is Hell the yeah. app got like a, a release date? Or are you still no no? So stuff? we're we're waiting. To, so, so the issue with that is like what we want to do is hire a veteran developer mm. to, to, okay. to maintain that. And that cost that's going to cost like 60 to 80 K a year yeah. to maintain that. And that's just not in the right. cards right now. Okay. Um, the other thing is if somebody wants to reach out to me specifically or James, yeah. specifically, what's the points of contact and plan something at all. So I'm D as just in like Daniel, yeah, just yeah. the first letter D at project refit.us. Okay. That's my email. James 
same thing, just J. Okay. Update J at Project Refit. Um, we are fairly quick with answering our emails. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm in school, so right. it might be a little laxed for me. Um, but anything that if you if you Sorry, I skipped that too. So we don't just do that stuff. We like right now we have a Vietnam veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife got in contact with us for whatever reason. The VA is not building a ramp for him. He's got kidney failure. Sorry, it, it froze. I didn't want to uh, lose out. So the VA is not paying for the ramp. So she reached out to us. We got in yeah, contact with the contractor. Did. They're going to build the ramp for free. I went out yesterday, uh, t- uh, Wednesday in the rain or Tuesday, Thursday yesterday in the rain, measured mm-hmm. like for her. She was so like so ecstatically happy that we would do that. And for us, that's mm-hmm. dude. I went out. It took five minutes. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's nothing out of my things like that. We had a cop yeah. in um, Florida yeah. who he had got. No, no, no. Well, well that she was. Roof. Yeah, the roof. No, yeah, I different person. Video. So she's yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. Not oh, the last guy? hurricane, but the one before that ripped okay. her roof off. We raised a couple thousand dollars, drove down there and rebuilt okay. the roof for her. Yeah, we yeah. had another cop recently. Um, right before this last hurricane, actually, nice. he was held held hostage, shotgun to his face. So he took some time off work for obvious reasons, went back to work, had a guy handcuffed, and the guy mm. cinched his hands yeah. and broke the cop's mm. dominant hand, all the fingers in his hand. So he had two – his daughter's two bedrooms. Okay. Um, one wall in each bedroom wasn't insulated or drywalled, and then they had like the floating floor, like the the, like the, the lock, the locking floors for both. Okay. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. His department, nobody was yeah. helping him. Not one person. So James yeah. and I, so he already had all of the all the supplies. James and I flew out there, and we did it for I, James and I. Put the installation, did the drywall, wow. did the floor. That's one less. Th- now yeah. his daughters have a room to sleep in each. You know what I mean? Like that's one less. So we do things like that. So if you yeah. have something like that, that needs to right. be done. I'm not saying it's guaranteed to get done. But we're oh, gonna yeah. we're gonna invest in it at least. We're gonna try if we can't get in contact with another another nonprofit, right. that kind of stuff. So that's where you can utilize my um minor James email. Um yeah, it's it's and I'm mean, honestly, even if you're a veteran or first responder okay. or a support system and you need to talk and you don't want to message the Facebook, you don't want to hop on the Zoom, email me. Talk to me on email. I'll we, we can exchange right. phone numbers right. and then we can have a phone call or a yeah, FaceTime or something so it's personal and it's not just two people talking on a computer. Yeah. I will I will put all the things in the show notes as well yeah. in case anybody wants to access those like li- like emails the links to the website all that kind I of stuff. I appreciate you, dude. Hell yeah, thanks, man. This was this was super fun and, and honestly, like it like I got like the some of the you, benefits man. you've described the project refit I've got from just having this conversation with you. But also, fun fact, like this is how I'll end it. Uh, I thought it was funny that it was called Project Refit because you're an Army vet. It's like in the Navy, like refit is like a a period where the ships go in and get repaired and that's the whole idea behind it uh it's like a rejuvenation for me when you yeah and so i thought it was really cool that it was called refit it was a term familiar to me we don't refit ourselves when we get out this is the refitting of yourself we're getting you mission capable again that's all it is right right hell yeah right yeah i appreciate you i love it i love it thanks man this was awesome all right. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, I, I, again, like just such a, an amazing conversation. Um, I had never talked to him in real life. I mean, we exchanged a few emails between like, I, so first it was a volunteer with the, the nonprofit that reached out to me, but then Dan and I, I mean, just a couple of emails to like schedule the podcast. And then, uh, yeah, it was the first time I'd ever talked to him. And I mean, uh, like, it's in a, in the most bizarre way. Um, 
but like it's great at the same time like i that dude i'd lay down in traffic for that man <laughs> like it's just i want to help them in any way that i can i want to and obviously with the mission of what he's doing i want to help all of you obviously in any way that i can and i think there's a, a nexus here where um there's there's incredible resources out there and project refit is a shining example of the type of thing that not only you could do if and when you you get out of the military or maybe when while you're still in the military but also just there are things out there besides just going to military mental health or talking to a chaplain right there's a ton of re- i just posted a thing the other day about doctors on demand where you can get uh telemedicine access like access via telemedicine to mental health care through this app um, and that TRICARE covers. And then also there's nonprofits out there where there's just resources that provide you with the community that is oftentimes missing, particularly for veterans after separating. Uh, and I can vouch for that. Like I, I have a great family structure and um, through jujitsu when I'm going, which like I've been sick a lot lately, but there's a lot of incredible humans there. A lot, uh, not a lot, but like, I mean, it's like 20, 30% veterans because I'm in a Navy town and then some army vets, Marine vets. Like, so it's like, I'm around those guys quite a bit. Um, But it's a lot of the time they get you, you get separated from that. And um like on the on, when I'm on my college campus going to school, it's like there's I haven't met a single veteran without walking into the student veteran center, like the resource center. Uh, and when I did, like I felt pretty I felt like an alien on campus until I did. As soon as I walked in, I seen this kid, he's a younger kid, probably in his 30s um, or like early 30s. And uh, I think he was an army vet. But like as soon as I walked in, I was like, ah, my people like I just felt at home, you know, and. Yeah, when you remove that sense of belonging, like we've talked about a ton on the podcast, uh, bad things can happen and do happen. And I highly, highly, highly recommend checking out and supporting Project Refit. You can go to projectrefit.us. Uh, there's ways in which you can volunteer. You can just participate in their uh, radio check Zooms and like just all kinds of cool stuff um, that they're doing. And uh, I'm a kool-aid drinking true believer in their mission and what they're trying to do how they're trying to accomplish it just everything it's awesome um with that if you need anything from us as always you can hit us up don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com you can facebook message us don't give up the ship podcast you can dm us on instagram reddit or discord at degas podcast uh if you want to support us you can go to the website degaspodcast.com there's a donate button on the website uh also if you want to get yourself some slick naval pride and heritage gear that you'll actually wear in public and not feel gross about it or weird uh <laughs> go to don't give up the ship apparel it's dgutsapparel.com all kinds of cool stuff there currently more things to come i'm working on some new designs um potentially some collaborations so uh, a lot of cool things inbound there um you can go to what's probably the the best way to support us if you can commit financial resources to supporting us patreon.com slash podcast there's five tiers all kinds of sweet benefits but it's the best way you could support us in that like that mechanism enables us to do a lot of really cool things i am not taking a paycheck none of it's going in my pocket it's all staying in a business account that i use to pay all the subscription fees and bills and all the things so that i can continue to uh like expand my own bandwidth and just expand the platform in general and commit more resources to doing all the things that benefit the audience. Uh, so if you can do that, we would really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash D podcast. Uh, and then if you can't commit 
financial resources, just go subscribe on YouTube, share the videos, share the podcasts, tag your friends. You can review us on all the platforms for podcasts. Uh, you can do all, all kinds of things via all those social media algorithms and mechanisms and whatever to get just help get the word out uh, so that it spreads more people come to the platform use the resource, right? Uh, it's very, very helpful if you are able to do any of those things as well. So if you want to support us, those are all the ways to do it and we really appreciate it. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Hey, shout out to the patrons out there that are supporting the podcast platform uh, via our Patreon. I really appreciate all of you. Uh, Victoria Livingood uh, and William McIver are level fives, which is in still insane to me that you uh, saints are willing to support us on that level and in that way. Uh, two level twos, we got Ariana uh, and we got Greg and then we got Seth and Ryan at level one. You're all amazing. I appreciate all of you and uh, you're enabling uh, not only for us to not be supporting this out of pocket but also for us to expand into areas we've always wanted to uh, because now we have the funds to do it so i really appreciate all of you if you want to support us in that way please go to patreon.com slash podcast and become a patron today